Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. and welcome back to my channel over and over and over again which features everything to do with Arsenal this is my second live podcast the the positive Arsenal podcast I call it because we try and be positive which is easy at the moment because Arsenal is doing reasonably well for a change so we can stay positive for the next couple of weeks hopefully at least anyway and as you can see I've got some uh, some great guests joining me tonight to um, you know to go over the first week or so of the new Premier League season and what we've got to come uh, first of all we're at Melvin how, how you doing mate you alright thanks for coming yeah. on the channel Fine, thanks. Thanks for inviting me on. Looking forward to this. No, it's, it's good. It's good to always good to chat to you. Of course, Albert from uh, Albert JTV. How are you doing, mate? You all right? Not bad, mate. It's a pleasure to be on, isn't it? I had to miss last time, unfortunately, but yeah, it's good to good to be on your channel, man. To support you. Yeah, yeah, you was not available last time, but it's fine. It's good to have you on anyway. And of course, Andrew becoming a bit of a regular now. He was on last week as well. Uh, he's back cool again enough. from last <laughs> week. How, How are you? How are you all? All right. <laughs> Sorry, your little pun there. Everyone went over. Yeah, we got it. Out of yeah. my head. It's all right. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks ever so much for having me back on. It's great, and uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Great. Oh, good start. I mean, you know, it's always uh, it's always nice to chat to you guys. You know, we've we've obviously been on shows together before, haven't we, on various other yeah. channels. Which is always good. Um, right, so if we kind of crack on, first of all, I mean, I don't want to spend too long on, on it really, like the Fulham match from Saturday. Um, you know, obviously, we've all spoken about it on other sort of shows and stuff over the last sort of few days anyway, but just really wanted to look at a couple of things really. First of all, what sort of most impressed you about the performance? And also, where do you think we need to maybe improve moving forward? Bearing in mind it was Fulham that we played, it wasn't one of their sort of top sides. So if we start with, with Melvin, what, what do you think, what sort of impressed you most about? Saturday's performance? I thought our intensity, our speed, our directness, and also just that I felt very relaxed during the whole game, which away from home is very unusual. No matter what team we play, we seem to uh, make hard struggle of it, but this time we didn't. I thought it was just fantastic. I actually enjoyed watching the game from start to finish. Um, and where do we need to improve? I don't really... We obviously have to improve. Every team's looking to improve, I suppose, but I suppose... If I'm being very, very uh, critical, I'd like to get a centre forward. And I'm not having a go at Lacazette because he does so much work, but a, a clinical centre forward to put any chance we get away. That's what I would really love. Without a Bamiang's uh, goals and, and a clinical centre forward, we'd be riding very high. 
perhaps Eddie, maybe he's a finisher, isn't he? Six yard box. I don't know whether he can maybe do more of a job this season, perhaps in that role. You know, yeah, maybe. Perhaps. Yeah. perhaps, but uh, not at the moment, he isn't. But there's, a, there's hope for the future. Yeah. I mean, what about yourself? What, what, what sort of impressed you most about that on Saturday? Obviously, you know, it was a good win, wasn't it? It was when I got to actually finally see the game because I actually missed the game with the day, but um, it's, a, it's a nightmare to try and watch it back um, full 90 minutes anyway. But I think for me, I was impressed um, particularly um, depending on whether we had possession of the ball or out, possession with and without the ball. We sort of reverted to a back four and sort of a back five. So that was good to see the flexibility yeah. and um, we pushed up higher in terms of our wing back. So Fulham were really, really penned in. say probably not even just because of the game on Saturday but going throughout the whole season um, I want to see um, can you hear me Rich? Yeah you just sort of you I a lag going oh. on <clears throat> Alright no, um, yeah I think the thing I want to for the whole of the season mm-hmm. going forward is um, obviously we've had an issue at Arsenal defensively with set pieces Yeah Can you hear me? Yeah so yeah, we yeah. brought in a new guy. We got we brought in the um the guy from Brentford, didn't we? Um the Swedish guy to come and work with the set pieces and so hopefully that's something that we will improve on this season, really, because last season we um threw in the top two or three for point for most goals succeeded from set pieces. So that does need to change. But I'm generally happy yeah. about the performance though. I mean, I, I guess we were fortunate maybe against Fulham, they didn't have a lot of corners and free kicks, really, did they? Because they didn't get near our goal near yeah. enough, really. Game, did they? So we won't really see how the improvements have gone until we maybe face a team yeah. that's more going to have more opportunities like that for us, I guess, wouldn't they? Um, what about yourself, Andrew? What, what, what impressed you most about um, about Saturday's win? Um, we've just got total control. Uh, we never look like we are really back in, in trouble at any part of the, the game. Um, it's almost like what we're aiming for is like the sort of Ajax total football type of, of team whereby the the pitch is divided into certain zones and when one player moves out of one zone another one takes over into that zone so to cover each other it's mm. incredible um, I, I just love the way that we're playing at the moment and yeah we, we it's just calm it's relaxed like Melvin said they, they, you don't feel stressed anymore and it's just so encouraging I, I can't remember uh, the, you know, feeling like that for so so many years, whereby I think we could withstand and withstand sort of heavy pressure. I don't think that, I mean, we showed against Liverpool at the end of last season, even when we went behind, we don't seem to panic anymore. And nothing, our heads don't drop. You know, we're always confident. Everyone knows their job inside out already. Uh, and even like, you know, I, I can't praise like, someone like Mel. Moel Nenny enough, you know, slotting back into the team, not having played for the club since I think it was April 2019, and just a few weeks coaching under Mikel Arteta. Look, look at the difference. You know, he's an actual usable, really, you know, pretty good quality midfielder again, and uh, slotted mm. straight back into the team. Didn't put a foot wrong, and uh, just so encouraging, really encouraging. So yeah, it was a great performance, and um, I think. The first that couple of minutes where there was that bit of a mix-up with uh, Gabriel, uh, you know, I mean, 
I think too much was made of that, really. I mean, literally, his first two two minutes of football yeah. after two yeah. minutes of football in six months, I think he uh, he hadn't played a competitive game. How long had he had after his lockdown, um, his uh, quarantine? Well, maybe he had about a week at maximum with the team. Um, there's, a, there's, there's, there's the language gap. He's just moved into a new league. Uh, I think too much was made of that. What a, what a debut by him. What a debut by Willian. Uh, both looked like they'd just slotted into the team seamlessly. So, yeah, very encouraging. Really happy. Yeah, Can I just add something? So, sorry, Richard. You're yeah. talking about him making that mistake. Sorry. But I hope he goes on to have a parallel career like another Arsenal great had in his first game who made a mistake the first time the ball come to him. Yeah, yes. Richard? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Tony Adams? Yeah. No. Oh, no, Vieira. Oh, and he oh, come oh, on the start, oh. the ball went under his foot. Yeah. Went for a throw. But he got a little bit better after well, that. <laughs> do you know... Do you know what was... Was he? So I was going to say, do you, do you know what was really encouraging about Gabriel as well? Is that... Uh, it didn't. It didn't affect him in the slightest. You know. It, you know. He no. could have made him really quite nervous after that. But he didn't you know, care. I, I personally thought that was maybe a bit of a language barrier. I don't know whether he heard a call from Leno behind him to leave mm. him, or maybe he yeah. misunderstood the communication. And he, so he, he sort of left the ball for Leno, didn't he? Leno clearly wasn't ready to take it. And I just think it was more of that than anything else, wasn't it? And I just think that that maybe was, the communication. That, he doesn't speak English properly yet, does he? Maybe he had a problem understanding what going on and it was early in the game and stuff so yeah the fact he recovered from well, it as well as he I've did heard, uh, heard some people say as well that the pitch was heavily heavily watered and that the ball were, wasn't running truly and it, it was it sort of ran quite slowly as well which uh, also affected it so yeah I, I just think he recovered from that brilliantly yeah. and uh, he, he looks uh, like a very very good defender very good defender but it's certainly a, a good start. I mean, you know, he couldn't have done much better, could he, really, for a debut, getting no. a goal and performing the way that he did was, was mm. fantastic. I mean, elsewhere, obviously, last weekend, it was the first um, the first weekend of the new season. Um, I know not everybody played due to various other sort of reasons. But, I mean, what were, you sort of, what were your highlights of that opening weekend? I mean, obviously, apart from our, us being top of the league um, and playing so well, I mean, what was your sort of highlights? There's only one. <laughs> There's only one. That's too obvious. <laughs> Spurs, Spurs. I mean, oh my god, relegation threatened Spurs. Well, yeah, obviously that that was that was quite enjoyable as well, wasn't it? I mean, what about yourself, man? What were your sort of highlights of the weekend? Obviously, except for us, except for our game. Sorry, me. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you mate. I'll speak then. Sorry. Um, my one was yeah. I was out in the garden on Sunday. Lovely day getting some raising, and then my son phoned me, he said, have you seen what's happening here? What's the matter? Spurs are getting beat, it's 20 minutes to go, you've got to watch it. So I went inside, and I was so bored, but so happy to be bored. It was unbelievable. It really was. Yeah, it was good that they were so terrible as well. I mean, it wouldn't have been so good. I mean, I saw about them losing, but when they lose and they play that badly, it's even oh. better. Unfortunately, they, they managed still to be playing now. They managed to scrape through tonight, didn't they, in the, uh, in the Europa League yeah. with Gets a team that has like nine players or something. But anyway, I mean, you know, it's quite funny what's going on there, really. But, but what about yourself, Al? What was your sort of highlight of the of the weekend? I know you didn't um, watch a lot of the end. Yeah, I, I, you know what I mean? Because I remember when I did one, I think I did one of my, a slot on my channel, you messaged me saying about you missed the Everton game. And um, <laughs> you know what? I think with Tottenham, 
and it's, it this goes back to probably last season as well. Some of the football under Mourinho, I mean, I'm listen. We're not even Tottenham fans, but it was tedious. Um, and yeah, people might say it was the first game of the season, but I was sort of looking at more a point of how Everton are going to do because um, the biggest issue for them last season was their midfield, and I know Ancelotti wasn't happy with them. So they've got they bought Allen, they bought Takore, who we've been singing his praises from since day dot. Yeah, I mean, twenty million for, for twenty million for a, a guy who's got Premier League experience. I just to me, it's for me for Arsenal is a no brainer. But you know, yeah. it, it is what it is. But um, yeah, James Rodriguez, he's had he's you know he had a fantastic World Cup what twenty fourteen. Um, had a good first year at Real Madrid, but after that, it's been it's been it's been tough for him playing under different managers and systems. But even in that game, you saw you saw the snippets and bits of quality that he potentially has and is going to be really, really good this season. The way he pick, he falls in between the pockets and between the strikers and the midfield. Um, so, it'd be interesting to see how they get on. And I actually think Dominic Calvert-Lewin will have quite a decent season this season. He did all right towards the back end before the um, before the pandemic and the, and, the, and the lockdown. But it'd be interesting to see how he gets on this season, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Actually. Um, but Everton mm. was very, very impressive. I thought Spurs were for the taking, actually. I thought 1-0... Flattered Tottenham. Yeah, shame we're not playing them this week or next next couple of weeks. But that's good. I'll have a shot. But anyway, I'm sure we'll still beat them when we do play them. What about yourself, Andy? What was your sort of highlight? Obviously, apart from Tottenham losing, which I know we all enjoyed. <laughs> um, well, Leeds. Watching Leeds, yeah. and uh, yeah. uh, you know, I think they're going to be a lot of people's second favourite team this year. And uh, I weren't far off from a prediction of them beating Liverpool. You know, I think it could 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 have gone either way, couldn't it? Really, and. Uh, yeah. They've got no fear. They just took the game to Liverpool. And it was just, uh, I mean, the first half especially, it was just, uh, it was fantastic. It was like watching a game of FIFA or something, you know, that kids are playing. It's like goals yeah. going in left, right and centre. So, yeah, I think they're going to be um, very entertaining. They're going to let, let in some goals, but you can't but yeah. do anything but just admire the way they play. Uh, such an attacking style. Um, so that was a really good game, and I mean, I I was really impressed with Everton, but you know, I'm going to hold back on, you know, the Hamis Rodriguez. Uh, yeah, I'd love to, I'd like love to see him in about, you know, once he's got about ten games under his belt. Yeah, uh, yeah that's what I mean. Tottenham was so so poor, you know, mm-hmm. and you know they've made some really good bit uh, buys, Everton. They really have for a change. Yeah. Um, Looks like they haven't wasted their money, but I'd, I'd like to see them against some better opposition um, because Tottenham offered absolutely nothing. I, I listened to a TIFO football podcast today, um, just reviewing the weekend, and one of the presenters on this on, on that, I don't know if you, you ever heard that podcast, really, really good. And uh, one of the presenters is a Tottenham fan, and he could not have been more scathing about his own team. And the other the other presenter as well went on for a good five minutes or so just saying just exactly how poor they were and it, you don't often hear uh, sort of, you know a, a, a sort of a, a top podcast that's not related to any specific club slate a team as much as you, as they did you know it was, it was actually hilarious to listen to um but yeah <laughs> otherwise <laughs> But yeah, I'm just going to look forward to watching a few uh, Leeds matches this year because I think they were very, very good, really good. But I think the other two. I want to, 
Fulham, Fulham and West Brom. I think you might as well say that they're down already. And West Ham, again, what a shambles. That, that was a shambles. really poor. Really, really poor. They're going to go. Um, I, I, think, I think they're going to go down, I think. I really do. I mean, yeah, it was a bad start. No, go on, man. We'll carry on, yeah. You're going to, I just want to talk about the first game of the season, how bad they were, but they played like it was the last game of the season. There was no energy. There was nothing there. And if, I'll tell you something. Wolves have got a decent little team. You've got to mention Wolves. You've got to mm-hmm. mention Everton. Our resurgence. They may not finish in the top eight or nine Spurs this year. They could really struggle. And they Newcastle need the Europe more than we need Europe. Newcastle have made some good signings. They they don't look a bad side when they've got everybody fit and available. They've got some good players as well. So, yeah, I think Tottenham need to back their... Well, they don't need to back their ideas up. But from their point of view, they need to if they're going <laughs> to um, even challenge in the top in the top eight, really. They did look very poor, didn't they? Um, well, do you know what the best thing will be? Because they're going to. Um, it looks like they're going to swap Delhi Alley as part exchange for Gareth Bale, and uh, <laughs> it'd just be hilarious if they bring back Gareth Bale and he just gets injured yeah. in the first match. Because you can just see it happening, can't you? And he'll be out for a few months. And it's a, poss- he, it's a possibility. It's a possibility. He's got. It a, is. Doing a bit of years. It's been very, very niggling injuries he's had. Um, so it is a calculated risk, like they said. Absolutely, and I just I just really pray for that because that would just be fantastic. <laughs> well, because we all clearly are enjoying uh, enjoying Tottenham at the moment, anyway, which is, which is always good. Oh, Rich, we, you make, Rich, you make a good point. Rich, you make a good point about um, Newcastle have done some really smart business actually getting um, mm. Callum Wilson because people were sort of nailed on him going Villa. He would have he'd been sort of going back home and he didn't go, and then. They got in Jamal Lewis, so I wouldn't have minded at Arsenal to be honest with you as a backup left back. Yeah, you've mentioned him a few times in the past, yeah. Because yeah. Liverpool linked with him, but they opted for the other guy, um, 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 Costa Simicas, I think they bought instead. So, um, yeah, and touching on Leeds quickly, um, it'd be interesting to see how they get on for the rest of the season, just because obviously when they sort of thought they'd been coming up to the Premier League in the last couple of years, um, people put it down to the fact that Bielsa plays such a high pressing game. That the players were just knackered. So, so by the time, so I don't know how they're going to maintain that. But to be honest, I think they've all played the same way. I don't oh, think really? they've compromised. Um, a lot of teams come up from the championship. Obviously, Bournemouth got found out last season, but they, they came up with a philosophy of playing quite attacking football and they sort of got away with it. But it caught up with them last season and obviously they got relegated. But, you know, not too many teams come up from the championship into the Premier League and go on the front foot and stay up. So, it'd be interesting to see how they get on. I mean, it's, it's happened, not compromise. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, happened yeah. a bit. You've had Sheffield United, obviously, last season. Wolves as well. Yeah. They, they came up and um, kind of went for it, didn't they? And they had good seasons. I, I can see Leeds doing similar sort of to what they've done, actually. You know, I think they'll be mid-table around about that sort of area of the league this year, I think. I mean, it's still early days and we'll see, but I get that feeling from them, that, you know, the way they're set up, the way the players that they've got, the way that they play. Um, but I guess, I suppose, the Premier League is a, is a different it's a different level, isn't it? It's what they're used to. So, I mean, like you said, the intensity that they play at might yeah. um, prove to be difficult to maintain for 90 minutes against... I mean, they did it against Liverpool. I know they conceded at the end the penalty, but, you know, they oh, obviously... Well, managed, 87 That's minutes at Liverpool. Brilliant. Got it. 
Mm. It gives up hope, doesn't it, for the next two two weeks' time, or well, next week, actually, isn't it? Next Monday, when we play Liverpool. Yeah. You know, well, they're just, they're just like, they are very fallible at the back, aren't they, Liverpool? They're yeah. very fallible. I mean, funny enough, the best defender this weekend wasn't Van Dijk for a change, was it? It was one of our defenders, the best defender of the weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. Van Dijk actually looked like one of our old defenders that we've... <laughs> <laughs> he looked like Dick Van Dijk. No, he did, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, hello, so that, Mary Poppins. Hello, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, talking about the old bamboo, the old bamboo. We're playing West Ham, of course, aren't we? On uh, on Saturday, yes. um, which uh, you know they've not had a great start to the season. I know they won the other night in the um, in the League Cup, didn't they? Beat Charlton, as you'd expect them to, really. Um, I mean, obviously, Arsenal and West Ham got quite a, a long history of certainly sort of top flight meetings over the last sort of 20, 30 years. Just sort of really want to know some sort of some memories that you might have from sort of previous games against West Ham, especially at home at Highbury and stuff like that. I mean, Melvin, you must have a few, mustn't you? I mean, well, yeah, I mean, of recent, well, kind of recent times when we demolished them with Burkamp and Overmars. I think it was a 3 0 half time. I think we beat them 4 0, or was it even 4 yeah, 0 yeah. half time? We, yeah. Overmars and, and Burkamp were on a different level, the understanding between the two of them. That is, that is, that for me was a great, great result. I've, and I actually, Went when we beat them six one in the I think the seventies. We had Brian Kidd got a hat trick. I went to that game oh, as well. Yeah. God, dear, that was everything we shot went in. You know what I mean? It's one of those games where. But I've got to tell you a funny, funny story with me away at West Ham. Right, I, got, I might have telling you before. If Andrew, you've heard it, I'll apologise. I got taken by work from someone from work, a mate of mine, is a West Ham support. He says, "Got these really good seats." It was near the end of the season. Do you want to come? Of course I'll come. So I went straight from work, had a suit on and tie and all that. Absolutely wonderful. He had these seats, lower tier, but you can get a drink before the game. So we had a couple of drinks, went out, sat down, and Petrovic was playing for us. Do you remember him? Petrovic? Yeah. He was playing. He was his... that blinder, didn't he? He's got yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved him, but he didn't make it with us. I loved him. I think it was with his season. Anyway, he, in the yeah. first minute, he got the ball, beat the back, crossed it, and Brian McDermott went in and scored. I stood up and went, yeah. And I realised I was the only person cheering. So I stood up and went, oh, sidelinesman. And that saved me. That saved me to this day. Because i tell you what, the women there had tattoos. You know what I mean? It was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, no, it used to be getting back to the station sometimes after the game used to be fun, didn't it? Getting back to the oh, park yeah. and coming out oh, of the ground. Yeah. Especially a night game. They used to be fun games. Yeah, sometimes. Um, what about yourself, Albert? What sort of um, memories have you got of playing against West Ham, going against West Ham? Oh, um, I mean, our record's pretty good against them, to be honest with you. I was, yeah. I was checking it the other day. I think they've not... I think with West Ham, and I think I, West Ham fans can argue this is the cows come home, but they only turn up for the home games against the top teams. The other games, are just they, they either don't play very well or they don't... They just... They just don't. They only turn up for the big games. But I remember the. Um, I don't know if you know, this game, when we played them. I think we played them Boxing Day away, twenty thirteen. I think we won three one away to. Uh, I think it's on Boxing. Definitely Boxing Day. Walcott scored. Cazola uh, scored a scored a scorcher from that box. That's right. Yeah, beautiful goal. I think, yeah. I think it's definitely three one. We won. I remember that. Yeah, just brilliant. I remember that. Just brilliant performance. And um, but I'm confident. Obviously, going into Saturday because our home record is pretty deep. I don't think West Ham have beaten us at home. Ooh, it must be about five years or so since Petacek's day first game of the season. It's been a while, yeah. So, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, if it had been away from West Ham, I might look 
yeah. <laughs> if it'd been away to West Ham, I might have looked at it a bit differently. But yeah. I think because it's at home, um, and even going back to last season when we was awful away to West Ham, we lost one nil. Um, I, I mean, we've had some bad performances recent years to think, Jesus Christ, what's happening? But that that was very very poor. Um, and we deserve yeah. to be honest. We made West Ham look like world beaters. Um, yeah. Was that Declan Rice's first goal? Was it for um, West Ham or something? Yeah. That was two yeah. seasons ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Was 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 yeah. 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 Last I'm got their goal now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and we 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 we, we played West Ham actually it was the last game before the pandemic break, wasn't it? Yeah. And I don't know how we won that game. To be honest, they should have beaten us. Yeah, they should have beaten us easily. Yeah. yeah. And we got the goal oh. through um, the VAR. Um, Mesut Ozil assist. I forgot, yeah, Ozil, yeah. I forgot what an assist looks like from Mesut Ozil, but yeah. Um, Last game he played. That yeah, was. Well, yeah. So, um, yeah, we should have lost that game, but now I'm confident we'll beat West Ham, to be honest. I've got, I would have said it if, at any stage of the season, not just because we've come back to start a new season or during the halfway through the season. I'm, I'm confident we, um, we'll get the three points on Saturday, to be honest with you. Yeah, we've got a good record against West Ham. What about yourself, Andrew? What are your sort of memories of playing West Ham over the years? You must have seen a few. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of one that really stands out. I... Do you remember the one when Kenny Sampson scored at Highbury? Probably towards the end of his Arsenal career. We beat him 1-0. Late goal, Kenny Sampson scored. He, he, first goal he'd scored for about four years and he was going mad in front of the North Bank. That was, that was good. I remember that against him. Oh, that was a good game. I don't remember that. I'm just trying to... Th- I think of one that really stands out. I can't. I mean, we have got just a really, a really good record against them. Yeah. Like you said yeah. last season, look, it was unbelievable that we won that one last season. Yeah. It, it was um, what's their their big strong forward? Um, uh, Mikhail, Mikhail. Yeah, yeah. He, mi- he missed one from literally yeah. about two foot out, didn't he? Yeah. Like it's just unbelievable miss. Um, I seem to remember one where. Didn't, I'm getting my games wrong, but I'm seeming to remember one where um, Lee Dixon scored for us at Highbury, and I'm trying to think of when it was. But that. yeah, yeah, this game coming up though, I, I I've never been more confident about winning a game. I mean, yeah. I was confident against Fulham, but I I will be quite <clears throat> I, I'm gonna I'll be quite bold and say I reckon we could get four or five this weekend. They have never been in such disarray and. All behind the scenes as well, with what you know, what's been going on with um, with uh, their plays, all sort of, sort of absolutely going mad uh, about that sale of that young kid to it's to West Brom. Yeah, yeah. And, but apparently, I heard. I, I don't know whether this is uh, this is true or not, but I, I heard that Karen Brady after the all that sort of kicked off because David Moyes was also not happy about it. And Karen Brady actually said to him, well, don't worry, you're getting sacked at the end of the season anyway, if not before. Wow. Today's, <laughs> I mean, that's a way to build morale, isn't it? You know, wow. <laughs> I, I mean, the whole club is a shambles. It is a mess. Uh, at a the mess. moment. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they've got, they've got play. they're in a similar position to us, but even worse, whereby... They buy all these players. I mean, they've, they've got a, a collection of about 25 attacking forwards and sort of yeah. slash wingers and number 10s, don't they? They just keep yeah. finding them down the back of the sofa that they bought three years ago for 40 million. And they've made about two appearances, but they're all on high salaries and they can't get rid, can't get rid of any of them. So 
they're in a real mess. And uh, if they don't finish in the bottom three, they'd be very lucky. Very lucky, I think. Yeah. Um, I'll just put it in the long season. They, they've tended to have these issues before and then they've sort of pulled together and survived, haven't they? So we'll see. I mean, I, I guess it is, you know, a, it's probably a good time for us to be playing and we feel like it's a bit of a problem yeah. that they've got oh, this definitely. moment in time. And the fact that we've started the season so well. I mean, in terms of the, the lineup, do you think that um, Arteta's going to make many changes from the Fulham game, Melvin? What do you think? Do you think he's going to be a similar team? I hope he picks a similar team because the whole team have got momentum. And I think the only thing that can beat us on Saturday is complacency. Yeah. If, if we, we just, <laughs> if we have the mindset, we've got to just go for the jugular, forget who we're playing, just go for it, play our own football. We worry about their danger when if they got any, but just play our own football and do what we normally do. Over a period of time, we are going to beat them. And if we suddenly sit back and go, you know what, this is easy, then we let a goal in every, heads might drop. I haven't yet when we've gone behind, but if we go behind to a team that's low, our heads drop quicker. It's like the expectancy. So, as I say, yeah. I, I've got every confidence we will win. A manager will keep them on side, and I'm very, very, very confident. Yeah, well, hopefully, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll totally agree with you. I mean, Albert, do, do you think he's going to make any changes to the starting eleven, or do you think it'll be pretty much the same team that started um, against Fulham? Uh, Melvin makes a good point, you know, um, what he just said about um, the complacency. I, I think I'd go even a bit further. Obviously, towards the back end of last season, when we played up, when we came up against the like the bigger sides or the you know the sides that were going to have more of the ball it was a bit easier for us to sort of hit them on the counter. But Melvin makes a good point. If we go behind, for example, have we got the creativity to break teams down, which was a bit of an issue towards the back end of last season? Um, I would actually, I actually think it will be the same team. Um, I think because of the, because this, this season's a bit different than normal and the run of games that are going to come up a bit quicker than normal, um, you're going to get a nucleus of teams that you might have seven or eight, probably six, seven or eight players that will start most weeks, but they'll rotate around three or four different positions. But I would be surprised if it's not the same team that started against Fulham, that starts against West Ham. Um, I think also, just before you um, probably comes to Andrew, but I think when we played towards the end of last season, obviously I went to a back three because we've given up too many shots and try and make us a bit more defensively solid. I think even coming into this season, if you look at the centre-backs we have in terms of particularly new, the two new recruits, and you could probably add Pablo Mari towards that as well, there's flexibility there to go throughout the whole season playing a back three or playing a flat back four because you've got... Gabriel hadn't even played in a back five, as, as far as I'm aware. Um, but he, he's obviously shown the flexibility to play there just within one game, which is positive going through, going through towards, the end, towards the season. But... Um, there's flexibility there. So, yeah, I'd expect the same team, Rich, to be honest, mate. Yeah, I wouldn't expect too many. So, what about yourself, Andrew? Do you think he'll, he'll throw any different... I'm um, surprised, bearing in mind... Sort of back I was going to say, yeah, you know, I, that, that's possibly the only change I would see is Sabayos coming in from the start. But um, it'd be harsh on Moel Nenny, but I would see that we're going to get a lot of the ball and yeah. I, I could see that uh, Sabayos could be pushed a bit more forward and uh, he's got that little bit extra to open up their defence, isn't he? And Willian is, I think it's clear to, to, to see that, excuse me, <coughs> apologies. He, he's, he, he didn't play on the uh, wide right 
mm. very often at all against Fulham. He was very central a lot of the time, Willian. And um, I think that he's going to be a, a secret weapon to unlock these defences yeah. against the lower uh, uh, sides that uh, we struggled against last season. And I think he could be a big difference. Um, it's a shame, though. It, it, it's a real shame that we're not going to see Pepe quite as much because I, I thought he was really coming into his own towards the end of last season. And like I said before, he, look, he was the man in the match in the FA Cup final for me. Yeah. He played brilliantly, uh, Pepe. I, do you know what? I just, I struggled to see how he's going to get into the side regularly at the moment because he's not yeah. going to take Willian out uh, at, at the moment. He played too, far too well uh, against Fulham. He's definitely going to keep his place. Um, so yeah, that's yeah, it's a bit of a shame, but I, I'm not complaining because you know we're exactly playing, we're playing brilliantly. But yeah, I would I would see that Sabios may come in and play that you know have a little bit more freedom to move forward against uh, West Ham just to have a, a little bit of extra trickery. I mean, you can see that filthy um, the nutmeg he did and the sort of the back heel when he came on. Uh, you know, he should have got a booking for that. It was just, you know, it was unfair, <laughs> unfair against that. Unfair against that Fulham player. He's got to go home to his children and, and just, you know. But that might make the difference, you know, against a really low block. So, but the great thing is as well, we've actually got height in the team now as well. Yes. So, you know, it's an extra thing to, to, to have for the set pieces. I mean, Willian, it's going to be hard to say who's going to be the best free kick taker and corner taker between Willian and Pepe now, isn't it? I mean, they're both lethal. So now we've got the... Um, I mean, also, just one other thing. I think um, Rob Holding's performance went really unnoticed against mm-hmm. Fulham. I think he had a really good game. Uh, overshadowed because of the two debut, uh, debutants we had and um, Gabriel scoring. But a lot, that Gabriel goal, I don't know if you noticed, it was a lot down to Rob Holding, the way that he was roughing up and moving around the goalkeeper. If you if you watch it back, it was yeah. obviously because of this set-piece guy, yeah. we lo- we overloaded the, uh, the the penalty box with all our tallest players. And we never did that before. We, we hardly had anyone in the box. But we had like, so all our tallest players. And uh, Rob Holding was sort of made this special move around the goalkeeper to stop him from doing anything, basically, and, and got in his way and made it... And it looked like it was like a, a planned thing to me. Um, it might be that, that so new yeah. guy that Albert mentioned that, doing the... That's what I mean. Andrew, that's what I mean. Yulton, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I mean. I, I think that it's going to make a big difference. And I said this last week, didn't I, Rich? If, if, if this guy that's come in um, makes... Because we, like, like you said, uh, Albert, we let in about, I think it was 16 goals from set pieces last season, yeah, which was probably one of the worst in the league. Yeah. Just say we we can cut that down by five or six. Yeah. And also, on the alternative side, score maybe an extra four or five goals. That's a difference of like three or four places up the table. Yeah. You know, uh, and if you if we're paying that guy 300 grand a year, I mean, whatever, I mean, just the prize money alone, just from the difference in, in the league position, that would make... Yeah. It's a few million quid, you know. It, yeah. It's it's a really good bit of um, management by uh, Mikel Arteta because if he sees it as a bit of a weakness from his side, from coaching set pieces, and he yeah. so he decides to bring someone in like that. I mean, that's that's just that's great management, you know, yeah. delegation. So that sort of thing could make those little differences could make a massive difference this season. So yeah, I. I, I 
Yeah, but I, I think the possible going back, like I said before, I mean, I could see the same team, but potentially Sabayas coming in yeah. instead of uh, El Nini. Well, that holding run, he made the run that got the corner. Holdinho. They reckon he's going to get a call up now, the rumour, for Brazil. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Holdinho. He's definitely. Yeah. He's, I, I, mean, I, I, mean, I don't know how true I it said, is. It's a rumour. Yeah. I said this towards the end of last season, right? And uh, when it, remember, I, I was going on and on about Rob Holding. Because uh, I've always backed him. And I've always said he needs a good run of, of games. And I said, I was going on about that. And I said that um, if he could do that and get a good run in the, in the team. And I'm being serious about this. Next summer, I, I think he, could, he should pl- be playing for England. I, mean, I can't see a better a centre-back than him at the moment for the England team. But I, I think all the ones that are being picked, Michael Keane, Slabhead, um, John Stones, none of them are as good as Rob Holding when he's uh, uh, in full flown on form. Maguire, I, 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 think I mean, so the only thing about Rob Holding I would say is he, I thought he did play well last week um, against, uh, against Fulham. But apparently I've heard rumours that West Ham are trying to get him on loan. Yeah. Now, if that's true... Would we want to play him against West Ham just before he was to go and sign for him on loan? I don't know whether or not that might maybe um, he might not be able to play if that's the case. I don't know if this is if this is true or whether it's going to happen. I know Arteta wants to keep. No, that it. won't happen. Won't happen. Um, but Mikel- we, uh, is he going to play much though? When when everyone's fit at the back, when Saliba's playing, when David Luiz is back, Pablo Mari, obviously. Gabriel, he's only going to get a lot of game time. Maybe not. And if he's not, he might be better off going on loan and getting games regularly in the Premier League. You know, for the best for him, for his career going forward. You know, if he's not going to play much this season, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if, it, if it's if it's true this room, but I have heard it that West Ham apparently are trying to get him. So no, if, that, if that is the case, I'm not sure whether or not he'll, he'll pick him to play against them straight away before he might go and, go and play for him. I'm not sure about that. That might Mikel be... Arteta, Mikel Arteta said... Uh, Categorically, he went up to him and said, "You ain't going anywhere. Change your mind. You ain't going anywhere. He's stopping here, didn't he?" More or less, basically, yeah, yeah. And also, I mean, we've got too many. We've got too many injuries at the moment to, to exactly. allow that to happen. That's what I was going to make. Why do it now? We've got all these centre. If it was like oh. halfway through the season, January or January time, the next, and then we think about doing it. Yeah. That makes a bit of sense when we've got a settled back, like four or five centre that can play. But not now. Yeah. I mean, another injury, and we'll, we'll have to play our, our second goalkeeper at centre half. No, that can't happen. Mate. <laughs> play Matt Major. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think so. I want to say a quick point about Rob Holding. Now, take your point about you make a good point, Andrew, about the other centre backs that have probably been given opportunities for England. But I think the issue of Rob Holding, I'm not sure Rob Holding make it at Arsenal personally. I've said that in plenty of my content before. But I think what the issue, what the thing is holding about Rob Holding is. I looked at his career appearances, like league appearances, in four years. He's had just over, it's under 70 games. I know, I mean, he's been ravaged by injury. Yeah, he's had so many injuries, it's just, so... That's what I mean about, uh, he needs a really good run of games to get his fitness and to get his form and confidence. But I think, if 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 that happens, and it might yeah. not be for Arsenal, it might not yeah. be for Arsenal, I'm not saying that he should start for Arsenal, even yeah. if he went to another club. I still yeah. think he's a really good defender. I don't think there's many better English defenders out there at the moment. But there's been a change. When he came back up from being injured before the, the lockdown, he couldn't hit a two-yard pass. His confidence was shot to pieces. Yeah, it was. You he, he was him, this, this guy should not wear the Arsenal shirt again as a liability. Mm. And then he had the break 
We had the break. He came back and he's a different player. So he's got his yeah. confidence. Let's hope to see how far he can go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really want the best for the guy because I really like him. Yeah. Yeah. It might not be for Arsenal, like I said, yeah. but um, I, I do yeah. think he's a really good defender. Yeah, no, he's, he's definitely got a, a lot of it. And maybe the fact he's not played that many games because of injuries means that his career can maybe go on a little bit longer. He's not going to get burned yeah. out like some of the younger players. And maybe his career mm. can kind of start now and he can really push on. And like you said, whether it's with us or not, I don't know. I don't know how much game time he'll get this season. But um, I, I can see the potential in him. I, I just feel as though maybe the system we want to play maybe yeah. isn't necessarily best suited for his attributes, mm. maybe. You know, playing it think- out and all that kind of stuff. I don't think that's his strength, is it, really? I think he's a good defender, I agree. Um, but I think maybe with the ball at his feet, he's not quite as comfortable as some of the other defenders that we've got. And because that's how we want to play, I think that might necessarily come down. But he juggles it. He, he juggles it right down the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, one, one last point on Rob Holding. If he does get into the England squad for the Euros next year, and you know he's losing his hair, I really want him to get one of those comb-overs so he actually looks up Bobby Charlton or Jackie Charlton uh, during the, the, the tournament. That'd be amazing. Because you're bound to win yeah, it, then. It would, it would be great, yeah. Or maybe just get a, get a wig or something. Or do a Wayne Rooney, get a transplant or whatever. That oh, one might oh, No, just get, just get one of those <laughs> wavy, wavy comb-overs. That'd be amazing. I remember, we haven't had one them for a while. Have we played for England? So that'd be nice. No, British should no. bring it back into Ralph fashion. Coates? Andrew, do you remember Ralph Coates? Yes, yeah, I remember fantastic. Yeah. They should be brought back into fashion, the old comb over. Yeah, definitely. It's, the way, it's the way forward, definitely. I mean, obviously, we're talking about sort of transfers and stuff, obviously, with Rob Holding. We have obviously lost one player this week, haven't we? Emmy yes. Martin has gone to Aston Villa. Um, it sort of was mentioned quite a lot in the last sort of week or so. Um, 20 million for him, I, I think, is actually quite a good price when you think he, yep. for 10 years, he hardly played. He's had a few good games and suddenly we've got 20 million for him. So I actually think we've done some good business there. Yep. And I, I wish him luck myself. I don't know what you guys think about him leaving, whether, you know, you, you thought maybe you wanted him to stay. I mean, um, what, what do you think, Melvin, about, about Martinez going for 20 million? Um, uh, number one, I don't think it's a great price. I know that we've got 20 million more than we would have got six months ago, but things change. He's a completely different player than he was six months ago. So you can't always say that. It's like saying a youngster cost you nothing and two years later he's knocking in all these goals so we've made all this money. Well, no, don't sell him cheap. He might be good for you for the future. I would have preferred, I know it's a bit silly, people might think to sell Leno. Number one, you get more money for him. And number two, I think Martinez on current on current form is a better goalkeeper. His attributes outweigh Leno's attributes. He's much better in the air. He's bigger, he's stronger. When the ball gets shot in, he, he, he catches the ball or he stops it. He doesn't push it out. Everything about him, there's not one thing... I, I'm not, not going to go with Leno. Look, he's between yeah, us, he's our goalkeeper. Fantastic. But if it was a, it was a seesaw um, decision, I would have let Leno go. It wasn't going to happen because I don't think they ever dreamt of that happening in Arsenal. They were not going to do that. They see Leno as the future. But this Martinez... Just every game he played, he, he did so. He thought, God, I can't believe. Even coming out of players, he, he, his size used to put off. Look at the Liverpool game. He put off players. Well, that split second coming out, that little bit of difference, the, the guy sees you coming out, a little bit of your eye, you, a split second you stop, you don't score. And he did that so many times. So I was just a bit disappointed. Listen, I think, I think I'm turning the tables on this. I think Aston Villa have got a fantastic goalie for 20, grand, 20 million. 
Do you think what Chelsea has spent and um, all these other clubs have spent on big goalkeepers and they're nowhere near, in my opinion, as good as him? So I think, yeah, we might have done okay because it was worth nothing six months ago. But I think the people that Villa buying a goalkeeper like that for 20 million, I think they've done quite well. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. 17, 17 million with 3 million add ons yeah. if yeah. they stay up, apparently, which is I mean, a bargain. In the league, you mean we're getting our 3 million? No, no, if they stay, I think it's if they stay up, funnily enough. Yeah. However, yeah. however, people are forgetting that people are forgetting that they've got Tom Heat in there as well. So he's I just hope, yeah, I know, but I mean, I hope, I hope for Emmy's sake that. You know he's not going to start losing his place to Tom Eaton as well because uh, but I'll be gutted, gutted yeah, with the bloke. Yeah. But that I mean he put a t- what was it a ten a ten minute um, video out for uh, you know to say goodbye to all the Arsenal Brilliant. fans and uh, uh, he he actually requested to do that himself and uh, yeah. I just oh, I can't oh. deny that I'm absolutely gutted to it's see fine. him go. But one th- one good thing is that we haven't spent you know, a lot of money to replace him. If this Icelandic guy um, does come in, which it looks like he very much is, then we've only spent like a, a million, million and a half uh, quid on him, which I'm quite happy yeah. about because that's that's good, good business. And yeah. the the uh, new goalkeeping coach, who's another brilliant uh, signing that we brought in, he has worked with him before and he recommended him. So that's good enough for me. Because uh, he, he, he's very fussy, this guy, this this goalkeeping coach, and um, so if he's recommended him, then I'm happy with that. So it, uh, I'm just glad we've only spent a million quid to replace Emmy because it means that we've obviously got the rest to put towards, you know, another another signing to strengthen the squad. But yeah, I can't deny I'm gutted that he's gone. Mm. I mean, all, all I'd want to say really about Martinez is I, I think that what's happened is um, Arteta's. He, he was fortunate, maybe, that he got his chance after lockdown when Arteta had, had a chance to work with the team, speak to the players and make the team more defensively solid. Um, I think if Martinez had played at the start of the season under Emery, when we were getting opened up and opened up, when Leno was making all them saves, I don't know whether Martinez would have been as good as he was later in the season. I think the defensive stability of the team really helped him massively. Now, playing for Aston Villa, are they going to be as defensively solid in front of him? I don't think they are. And I think he's going to be exposed a lot more in the way Leno was at early in last season for us. And it'll be interesting to see how he deals with that. Because he's quite—he's still a very inexperienced goalkeeper at the end of the day. He, he put some good performances in for us, but he's very inexperienced for his age. For 28, he's hardly played a game, has he, really, at the top level. Um, he played about 30 games for Arsenal. And a lot of them were in the League Cup and the Europa League and stuff like that. He didn't play many Premier League games. So I think he was fortunate that he came in at the time that he did when the team were more defensively solid. Um, and it'd be, I say it'd be interesting for me to see how he copes at Aston Villa when there might be shots raining down at his goal, especially in certain away games that they'll play when they're going to probably get opened up quite a lot. So, um, I mean, good luck to him. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a bit disappointed that he's gone. But um, I, I think we've made... The, if we had to sell one of the goalkeepers, I believe we've made the right choice. I think Leno was the number one. I think he is the number one. And I think he deserves to be number one for the performances over the last two years. I mean, what, what do you think about that, Albert? Do you do you think that it was the right decision that we made? I mean, for twenty million as well. Firstly, it's this is this this is such a great debate. Like, and I mean, we've had we've had debates about Arsenal players over the years where you've got people annihilating each other on social media. But <laughs> I think he's the one player, Martinez, where I am. I share what the guys say because I see what Melvin's saying in terms of the money thing. Because if 
COVID didn't happen and we was to sell him, we definitely would have got more money than the 20 million. And I'm not sniffing at the 20 million either. But um, I think for me, I said, I said this before, Rich, um, on other channels, like um, I would have gone into this new season with him as number one. Um, Melvin makes a great point. He's more commanding. He's, he's, he's a massive unit of a goalkeeper. I didn't realise he was that tall. He's about six foot three. He commands the box brilliantly. Um, even some of the games, the back end of last season, where he literally had nothing to do. But when he was called upon, concentration-wise, first class. And um, Andrew make a good point about the um, the video um, that it, the, the video that he left. Now, I don't know too many footballers in my time. You guys see more football than I have. But even football generally, where a player who is leaving but hasn't technically left yet, sitting in the Arsenal training kit, giving a video about his time at Arsenal. And I even trolled through some of the messages on that Arsenal Facebook page thing, right? Normally you get one idiot that, that says something stupid, but I couldn't find any. He even had a Spurs fan comment on the page. I saw the comment. He said, you know, even for a Spurs fan, I respect the guy totally. A lot of clubs would in that position would not, would make it as difficult as possible for a player to leave the club. But... He's a first. It was a it was a brilliant interview, and he's right. You get some of these players that leave Arsenal when they go on Instagram or Twitter and say, "Oh, we thank the fans." But this one felt a bit different. Um, so I wish him all the best. He's going to have a lot of work to do at Villa, but um, I would have liked to see him stay. But I but I I said also as well. We I personally feel I don't know you what you guys think. I think we was the only club in the Premier League to have two goalkeepers. That should be number one. Chelsea can't say the same thing. Man City can't say the yeah, same thing. Chelsea can't say the same thing. Yeah. That's so true, yeah. <laughs> we, yeah, we had we was fortunate, un, or fortunate, unfortunate, whatever way you want to look at it, that we had two goalkeepers that are that are number ones. And I take the point that Martin has only been at Arsenal for ten years plus and six low moves. And I know when he's at Reading in the Championship, they was gutted that, he's, that he left them and come back to Arsenal and. and you know, he took his opportunity off the back of Leno's misfortune, but he wasn't just good or okay when he came in. He was absolutely outstanding. So I get the Arsenal fan base, why they feel the way they feel. I know people saying, oh, we should have got 25, 30, 30 plus million for him, but that wouldn't probably have happened about three, four, five months ago. Um, and to be honest, going into... 100 career games in 10 years, yeah. that doesn't make worth more than 20 million to me, no matter how good the last 10, 10 of those games were. Yeah. You know, I, I don't feel that his career for 10 years, he's justified any more than 20 million. So I, I think we've got but a I, 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 Yeah, I do, but I do. It's a good debate, Rich. You know what I mean? I, so I see yeah. both sides of the argument. And it is a I'm great debate. Sure. It is, yeah. yeah, And I hope he has, I hope, I hope he keeps them up, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm just a little bit disappointed that he didn't want to stay and fight for his place because yeah, it, it, would have, it would have been interesting to see because, like you said, we had two first-choice goalkeepers or, or two goalkeepers that could become first-choice. And it yeah. would have been interesting to see exactly how that would have panned out over the season because, no doubt, the second-choice goalkeeper would have got games in the League Cup, in the Europa League, um, performed well, and then you never know, they get an opportunity in the Premier League. So it, it's a shame maybe that he didn't, but maybe Arteta spoke to him and said, look, Leno's the number one, you're going to play in the cup games, and that's the situation. And maybe yeah. he just thought, I, I want to play regular Premier League football. And you can understand why he wants to, of course. You know, yeah, of course. He's not out for his chance, hasn't he, to do that. And, you know, he, he, he 
perform well when he came in. So, I mean, I, I wish him good luck. And I think personally for me, I think it's a good, we got a good deal for him. And like Andrew said, we, we're not spending much on his replacement. So we've got a bit of more money coming in. And talking about that, obviously there's a few more players that maybe might be on their way out. Torreira seems to be the next one possibly um, on his way out, doesn't it? I think there's a few bids from Italy coming in for him. Um, I don't know what we feel about that. Melvin, what do you think about Torreira going? Do you think that would be a good good thing to do now? Get rid of him? It's a good thing to do because if we're going to replace, you know, we're going to get more midfielders, there'll be less, less chance for him. I mean, it's not a start at the moment with the mm. midfield that we've got. I think we've got to cut our cloth accordingly. We can't afford to buy every player and keep every player. You know, and he, in all seriousness... He, he's a very good footballer. He's got a good football brain, but I don't think he's strong enough for Premiership. You know, when he first came here, it was fantastic. He was really playing well. He got slightly injured, and then people got the idea, all we've got to do with this guy is keep knocking him off the ball. Keep physically knocking. It's not a foul. Knocking him off the ball. And he went down the ground. You know, not a big guy. There's very few players of that stature that can actually make it in the Premiership. You know, the only one you can think of is the Chelsea midfielder who we didn't think was good enough a couple of years ago who came from Leicester. But, but um, you know, we, I hope he has a great career as well wherever he goes, if he goes, but we can afford to let him go. And yeah. definitely, we could do with the money. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. Well, what about yourself, Albert? Do you think that it's, it's the right thing maybe now to, to, to move him on? 100%. And you know why I say that? Because even after his first season, he did okay um, under Emery, but there, there, to me, there was too many... He was obviously homesick, and that's been put in the public domain for quite a while now. Um, there was just too many rumours linking him back to Italy with various clubs. For probably about... For quite a while, to be honest with you. This is not, this is not knee-jerk or something new to era. So, Melvin makes a good point. Physically, I'm not sure he's sort of up to, up to it in terms of that. But what can we do? He's the size that he is, but... Um, if Arsenal keep telling us as fans that, like, or the media reports, whatever, that we have no money, then we need to. I mean, I think the rumoured about it's going to be a, a year's loan, isn't it, with an option to buy? I, be, I believe, or taking about a, probably a four million hit in total if it does happen. We're talking about twenty-two, a twenty-two million pound figure, but um, yeah, if if we're looking to improve the squad, and I've said this before. Um, when Arteta came in and obviously improved some of the players, I was thinking to myself, but we can't want to sort of keep some of the same players that have been here for three, four plus years, but then want to add more quality to it. We'll have a squad of about 300. So we need to make, we need to make, we need to move some of these players on. You can't, you know, I'm not really a sentiment person if I'm being honest, but you know, I want the best for the club. And if it means moving some of these guys on, he wants to go back to Italy. That to me is obvious. So let him go. <clears throat> Yeah, no, I agree, Andrew. You, you just you feel the same about Torreira? Yeah, yeah. Just just a couple of things, very very quickly. I've just put on the uh, in in the messages. There's a link to a um, podcast that's the Graham Hunter Big Interview podcast that he did recently with Emmy Martinez, okay. and it's a really good listen. So I just have a listen to that because it just shows you the character of the guy, his yeah. backstory. And why he is playing football, and why mm. he was so desperate to achieve, and it's just a brilliant interview. So it's only relatively short, um, but yeah, I've just put the link into the comments. So have a listen to that because I, I recommend it. And the last thing about Emmy Martinez is that I think regarding the 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 sale, as painful as it is, 
he didn't cost us anything. So everything we got for him is all profit. Yeah. So if we'd have sold Leno, it's not all profit, is it? Because we've, we've, we've already bought him for a decent amount of money. So that's another reason why it's the right choice, really. Yeah. Um, but Torreira, I'm, I'm one of the few that never rated him. I, I, I don't, I don't think he's got a very good, I don't think he's a very intelligent footballer. I think he runs around a lot and he looks like he's a very busy player snapping around at everyone's heels. But I don't think he's an Arteta type player where you need to have the intelligence to understand how to play in, in an Arteta team. Yeah, what I was saying about earlier about, you know, um, you know, the, like the Ajax type of total football whereby you need to be, uh, know what to do and when, you know, with regards to if one player drops deep, you drop, you can, you, can, you go ahead, if you, you know, you cover other or your rest of your teammates. I don't think he's got that type of tactical nous. Also, he. He's too emotional. I, I, it pissed me off when he start keeps come crying on the pitch. You know, you need to, you need to have, uh, you know, you need to be mentally tough. I, I just don't think he's ever been suited to playing in the Premier League for me. He's, he's not got the stature that we need. He's, he, he's, and he just gets bounced off the ball far, you know, far too easily. And I, I think. People going on about how Matteo Guendouzi was running around like a headless chicken, and he was. But I think the same about Torreira a lot of the time as well. I don't think he's 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 a very. So I'm not going to miss him, and I think he's always always been going on about oh, I'm homesick. I just don't want to go back to the Italy. Been that, for a while, yeah. that that really annoys me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because even if it's coming from his agent, he could easily tell his agent, look, just can you just stop talking about me going back to Italy, please? I'm happy at Arsenal. That never happens. Yeah, so yeah. if you if you ain't committed to Arsenal, then just just bugger off then, mate. You know, I'll, I'll just go back. And The only thing I'm disappointed about is if we only get like an 8 million loan fee and then the money next summer, we need the money yeah. now. So that, that, that is annoying. That, but hopefully, hopefully the owners might... Uh, see that the money's coming in and sort of just give us the, you know, the, the money to borrow until next, <clears throat> until next summer, you know, if, if you know what I mean. But mm. I don't know. I, I, I just wish we could have got a better deal for him. That was all. But I'm not sad to see him go. I don't think he's ever been suited to an Arsenal player, as an Arsenal player. Rich, make a quick point. Sorry, mate. Um, with Torreira, um, it's, it's in- I remember when I first saw him play, we, um, we was linked with him during the, the last World Cup, and um, yeah. I, thought, I remember playing, seeing him play against Portugal in the, in the, in the last sixteen. I thought, I thought this guy, this guy is outstanding. I mean, obviously he plays in a different system for Uruguay. Yeah. I thought if we're linked with him, I'd be very happy. But if you fast forward to us getting Unai Emery, Emery didn't want Torreira. He wanted Inzonzi, he wanted Benega, and he wanted Fabinho. That was on his wish list. He got Torreira and. Even when he, even when he did play him, he played him as a ten. So I know yeah, it's, the new Eden Hazard. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, the, the homesick thing. Like I said, this has been rumbling on for a very, very, very long time. So uh, yeah, it's the best for both parties. Make the deal happen. It, it's never seemed happy at Arsenal, and, no. uh, from, and I'm sorry, for, but for me, 
that says everything to me. I don't. Yeah. If you don't want to be here, just you shouldn't be here. And, yeah. and that's our. That is exactly what Arteta's been trying to instill, isn't it? And yeah. uh, in the players, so I, I never took to him because of that, really. Yeah. And it's always been the same. So yeah, yes, he had a good few games, and he'll always yeah. be remembered for that great goal against Spurs. But no, nah, sorry, mate, you've never done it for me. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame. I think it's a little bit of a shame because he did at the beginning. He looked really good, didn't he? The first maybe four or five games he played, he looked brilliant. And then, um, it's like Melvin said, he, everyone seemed to suss him out. He was easy to push off the ball, and suddenly his influence just disintegrated yeah. completely, didn't it? Um, and whether yeah. that was part because Henry didn't want him, so he didn't play to his strengths, maybe a little bit. I don't know, but it's, it has never worked out, has it? And then, you know, yeah, I, I, I agree with Andrew. We need to sell him rather than loan him out. I think yeah. if we to get the money in. If we're going to get rid of him, get get rid of him and sell him and get the money in. And then with, with this Martin Estal, with the Torreira money, one or two others that still might go, we, we might then have the money coming in to buy the player that we really want. Um, or certainly one of the players that we really want. Um, and I'm if not we sure. If we don't I'm sell not him, sure whether the, is, is the Torino, because I know Fiorentina was going to be a loan initially and then and then buy yeah. next summer. But I don't know whether the Torino one is. I, I don't, is the the Torino one might be just a straightforward you know, purchase. You know, so I'm not sure. You know, you know the issue. You know the issue. With, you know the issue with a lot of the Italian clubs. Are some, if it, with the exception of probably Juventus, most of them are skin. Oh, I know. Oh, absolutely. It's ridiculous. I know, but I, I, I haven't heard whether the Torino one because the Torino manager was his manager at Sampdoria, isn't it? That's right. It's the same guy. So I. I know that they would desperately want him, so I, I don't know whether that's a loan to buy or not. I'm not sure. Well, let's hope it isn't because let's hope we can actually get the money in for him because yep. I think for us it's important, isn't it? If we're going to mm. be able to afford the players that we need, then we need to get as much money in as we can. And um, the only way we're going to do it is to sell the players as opposed to loaning them out. I mean, you know, if Rob Holding's going on loan, that doesn't really help us. If Torreira goes on loan, that doesn't really help us. Um, and we just need to. I know we've got a different system now to deal with the transfers. Let's hope that they've got the right plan in place to, to sort this out properly so we yeah. do get the money that we need and we well, can move forward with the players that we want. Otherwise, you know, we're going to miss out possibly yeah. on the one or two players that would make a massive difference to the team. And it would be a shame if that's simply down to the fact that we can't sell these players for what we need to sell them for. And that that would be, that's not necessarily down to the current people in charge of it, more to the regime previously that got us in this situation. Let's hope that the current um, people in charge can actually sort it out and get us out of the problem with it. That would, that would be great. And, I mean, there's a point Winston just made actually about Gwendouzi as well. Why is anyone coming in for Gwendouzi? Yeah, he's another player that we could get money for. You. you know, we could get money for him as well and we need to get him off the books. He's not going to play. Like Torreira, the two of them are sitting there, you know, um, having cakes on a Saturday rather than playing for us. You know what I mean? And we need to sort it out. We need to get yeah. the money. Richard, Richard, you know the problem with Gwendouzi? Sorry, Andrew, mate, go on. I was no. I, I, you go first. You go yeah. first. I yeah, want to I come think, in on Gwendouzi though, but yeah, yeah. yeah I think you know the problem with Gwendouzi, and this, and this is no secret. When even before we bought him, um, I know you guys are probably familiar with Adam. Is it Adam White from Get French Football News? And he said about um, Gwendouzi's attitude, even when he was at Lorient in the um, whatever division it was in France, his attitude stunk then, and it's it's been numerous occasions where this has cropped up again. Uh, he's like, like I said, he's an Ajahn Rabio part two. So that's why nobody doesn't want him. If people keep telling me about his ability. Go on, sorry, mate. It started at 16 at PSG. 
He he was so arrogant at PSG. Yeah. He he yeah. thought he should be starting then, and he was yeah. going on. Uh, it was giving all the back chats. All that made the yeah. stars at PSG saying he's better than them. And the problem Harry is, Potter. right? I I am actually pretty gutted about uh, Guendouzi because when he was playing under Unai Emery, and I've said this before, so you know, I'm so, I think I said it last week on your show, Richard. So apologies for repeating Hello. myself, but but he. <laughs> But no, but it does annoy me because when he was under Unai Emery playing every week, you can see there's a there's a raw talent there. But he was not not being coached under Unai Emery at all, and yeah. he was just doing what the hell he wanted on the pitch. And I was really really looking forward to him working under Arteta. And there's no better place for him to be at the moment than being coached by Mikel Arteta. I think yeah. he could make well, him into a. He's yeah. got the stature. He's got the potential ability. He's he's big and tall enough. If he if he could put a few like you know a bit more muscle on, he's he could be another Patrick Vieira type midfield enforcer. In my opinion, I think he's got the skills to do that. But he's gonna he's gonna oh, he he's gonna end up being another Mario Balotelli, completely yeah. failing to fulfil his potential. Last time I heard, Mario Balotelli was on trial at a third division Italian club. And yeah, look, how many years ago was it, uh, you know, he went to uh, Manchester City? It was only about well, six, seven years ago, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I'm somewhere around yeah. that. And look at the, he was supposed to be one of the best strikers in the world at the time. And the same thing is going to happen yeah. to Guendouzi because yeah. he's, the stupidity. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a, such a good opportunity here and he's going to throw it away. Well, yeah. I think he has thrown it away, if we're honest, because I, I can't see the players again, actually. But anyway, we'll see. Yeah, go, go on, Melvin. What are you going to add? I'm going to say that if you're going to be arrogant, it's not great to be an arrogant footballer. But if you are going to be arrogant, you've got to have the skill set to go with it. Yeah. And at the moment, he hasn't got it. So, for me, it's a no-go for me with him. Yeah. But we're, we're stuck with him. I don't think we're going to get any offers for him no, at the I moment. Think, unless... unless Potentially, I think the best we could ever hope for is for him to go out on loan somewhere, which is going to do us no favours whatsoever. Because wherever he goes on loan, he's going to get an even worse reputation there because he's going to do the same things over and over and again. So, somebody in the Premier League would, would want to take a risk on him, though. Well, like, you know, a, a sort of a mid table Premier League team, he, he could do a job. He's, he's proved he can play in the Premier League. I mean, you know, he's not he's not the greatest midfield player in the world, but he's, you know, he's like you said, he's got potential. And I feel that. There'd be plenty of Premier League clubs he could do a job for. I can't understand why someone has at least come in for him. And I made think you're right. Him. You're dead um, right, Richard. There should be a mid-table team that should come in for him. And that's why I've but, been surprised he's not the Spurs. He, yeah. he would be he would be the sort of person, though, that would think it's... Spurs, though, thing is, when you... It's like I get sick to, sick to the back teeth of every... It comes up all the time. Why don't we, why don't we loan Urza? Why don't we loan Urza and pay half his wages? Because, I mean, I get sick to... Of saying the same thing over and over and over again because Urza would not agree to it because Urza will say no and he's going to stay put. Now I I can see Grinduzi being something a similar sort of um, attitude whereby he will think going to a mid to lower league uh, Premier League team will be beneath him and he will just say no I'm going to fight for my place blah 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 blah. He will see it as beneath him because he's he's so arrogant in the wrong way. You know I I, I'm not saying that. For definite, but I could just see that happening quite easily with Guendouzi yeah. and just refusing to go to a, a lower a lower Premier League team. But you see that that attitude, if you like, is, is potentially costing us the opportunity to get 
new players in, isn't it? Because yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and by the players that we need, we need to, to get rid of people, don't we? It's quite obvious that, that there's a lot of players that I've hardly played under Arteta. I mean, obviously, Gwendouzi's one, Socrates is another one. Obviously, Ozil's not hardly played. Uh, well, he's not played at all since lockdown. So, you know, these are people that we need to move on. And the problem is getting people to take them, it seems, isn't it? With some of them, you know. <laughs> We, like we actually have to we have to reduce our squad by two foreign players because of the quota as well. Yeah. So we're in a bit of we've got a bit of pressure there. Uh, but I, I saw a strong link that um, some I can't remember which team it was in Germany now that are, are making a ten million off of Kalasnac. And yeah. if we can get ten, yeah. if we get ten million for Kalasnac, yeah, oh, absolutely rip yeah. rip their arm off. Did you I mean, read that'd be it, amazing. That included his house as well. His house is worth five million. <laughs> but I tell you something: as a club, if we bite the bullet, which we hopefully we will do, and sell players for less yeah. than perhaps we're worth to get the money in and do the sums oh, correctly, I tell absolutely. you something. Listen to this: I tell you something. If we get this OR who's twenty-two years old, yeah, in the next three or four years, we hardly have to spend any money. Yeah, the back four are very young, very young. The goalkeeper can go on for another five, six years easy. Yeah. You've got this twenty-two-year-old hopefully coming in midfield. But yeah. I know we've got a Bami Yang in two, three years' time. Won't be there. We've got Martinelli coming through, so you can. That's for me. It's not quite like for like for position-wise. It is. Yeah, of course. You, you know, and you've got the other youngsters we've got in the team. I tell you something. Where have we got to spend a lot of money? unforeseenly in the next three years. I think that we can actually, all of a sudden, be a club that we, that we you know what, just let it all roll on. Let it all roll. We don't have to make these big sales and big buys. We just slowly, slowly pick one player a season that we need, spend the money on him, and the, and the wheels will keep moving. So I'm very, very confident. If we bite the bullet, get rid of the rubbish, as I've said it before, if you keep the poor players, though you don't intend to, they will play for you. At some stage, the, the only problem getting rid of them because of the salaries. Difficult, and uh, very difficult. Yeah. Uh, do you know, can I make can I make one more point as well about Lacazette, if I may? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I found out some interesting information that apparently we've got to if we sell Lacazette, we've got to pay. We've got a thirty five percent fee. We need to pay back to Leon thirty five percent. Yeah. That Leon must have put something in there. Um, Leon buy a sell-on clause for thirty-five yeah, percent. Wow. So that, that, I mean, I didn't know that before. That is a that is a big big. Hold on but, a minute. Are you sure? Absolutely. Well, absolutely. Yeah. That was, on what we make on him, I can understand. That's what. It no, means. no. So if we sell him for you know yeah 30, forty million, we've got to give thirty-five percent of that forty million back to Leon. So. The point I was going to make as well is, yeah, I, I don't think we'd replace him anyway because my, I've always thought that because of the role that he plays in the team, dropping, he's not, he's not playing as a number nine. He hasn't been for for months. He he's he's playing in the whole, you know, behind us you know, the, the where the striker will play. And he has been for ages. Uh, and I think that Willian 
when when we initially got William, I thought that, that he's going to take over from the Lacazette position with Sol Lacazette, and and because he will play in the same area of the pitch that Lacazette's yeah. been playing, but yeah. he's a specialist in that role, so he would do it a lot better than Lacazette is. Lacazette's working his socks off and doing as, as hard as he can, but he would never be a no. specialist in that false nine position. Uh, so I I think that we wouldn't have to replace him. But also, I think people are underrating, underrating Eddie because I think he's a really, really good finisher. And, uh, uh, you know, again, he's not yeah. quite ready to play every single week. Mm. But he showed he showed for England the other day his calmness in front of goal. He's a born finisher and uh, he's a proper penalty box number nine, which is what we really do need. So longer term... You know, in, in in another season or so, I think he's going to be ready to go. I really do. I think he's underrated, Eddie. I think with, I'll come with, with Eddie quickly. Um, I I want to see. I probably want to see what he does this season because I still want to. He's still young. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what type of striker is he? Is he box to box? Is he running behind? It, I I I still need to see. I'm not going to sing the praises for him yet. He's done well for under twenty ones. I take that. On board, but I want to see what he does sort of for this season. But um, Melvin made a good point earlier about um, the recruitment at Arsenal and the spending because it literally, it, it literally is. And I'm not, I'm not talking about league titles here. Just to make that clear. Um, but we, are, it's, it's, it's literally, it's a couple of players. I, for example, Partey and Hosimayor. If, if just to say, just to say, if we get those two, for example. You can be more than a bit positive, to be honest with you, because we've got the Definitely. right head coach, yeah. But we, we're going to we would potentially be getting two players that we don't have at Arsenal that will play in the pockets as a number ten, goals and assists, and then we've got the physicality of a party which we don't have. Hence the reason why I was crying that we got someone like Decore. But it is what it is. But um, we are for me, it literally is a couple of players for people to sort of sit up and take notice and think. You know what this. Arsenal seems looking a bit tasty here. They've addressed in the right areas. They've actually, for once in their lifetime during a season, in terms of a summer window, addressed the spine of the team, which we haven't addressed for a very, very long time. Um, I was, like I said to you before, with Gabriel, for example, obviously we didn't know a lot about him. He's still young, he's still raw, had a good season in um, Liga and um, playing in the two. But he, he excites me. And I think physically, he's a big unit as well. Physically, I thought, it, particularly in the first half against Fulham, just kind of a bit, bit of a tangent, but physically he dealt well with Camera. There was two op- like chances that game where... Camera's a unit as well. Yeah, he's it? a unit. Yeah, he's quick. He don't get a lot of goals, but he's quick and he's a unit. But he dealt with mm. him on a couple of occasions physically. I thought, yeah, we've got someone who's imposing and, you know, physical presence. And yeah, we know it's a couple of players away though, guys. A couple of players. Do you know what? I'd, I'd, if we do get these two players, it is a big if. Yeah, big if. But I, I, I will definitely... I would. I'm, I don't care what anyone says. I would. I would put us down as possible title challengers yeah, because yeah. of because of Mikel Arteta, and, and we would have a, a squad. That's, that's to cope. Key, yeah, that's the key thing you said. We, we, he, he is uh, again. Uh, Arteta is under still underrated. He, he's just such a good quality uh, guy. He, he just, I don't put anything past him. Hmm. I, I think. They would be utterly transformational if we got both of them. Our we, 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 party, absolutely, hundred percent. 
I, d- I wouldn't put anything past us, and I, I would, I could see us keeping pace with with Man City and Liverpool. No, no problem. And uh, it still goes unnoticed. Uh, and I, I don't know if I'm, I've said it a few times on on different podcasts, but Liverpool aren't the same team since in twenty twenty. They've they've lost a lot of games. You know, they've won seven out. Of, I, I saw the stat earlier. But anyway, before lockdown, they lost four out of the last six. They yeah. lost how many uh, after lockdown as well? They're not looking yeah. as cohesive. They're, they're not as good yeah. as it's they used to be. I don't think. I, I see Man City going big still before the end of the transfer window. I, I see them uh, winning the league this year. But yeah, yeah, we've already seen Arteta be able to outcoach Pep. In the semi-final, Pep had no answers to what we were doing. You know, he you could see you could see uh, Pep was so pissed off about losing to him, but he had no answers to what we were doing. He was, he, he was. He kept looking around, so he was talking to himself, wasn't he? Think of forgetting that Arteta ain't behind him no more, pulling the strings. Uh, but I'm being, you know. Seriously, though, we've already seen in a short space of time the difference he makes yeah. with players and yeah. the fact that he can outcoach Klopp, he can outcoach Pep. And I, I, if we did get those two players, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we go all the way this year. Maybe not, maybe fall short this year, but next year I, I could see us seriously mounting a title challenge. And I'm not even scared to say that and I don't care who says what. You know, anyone, anyone can sort of uh, say what they like to me, but I, that's what I believe. I genuinely believe I've got some. I agree with you. I, I, I agree with you, definitely. I mean, Mel, would you jump in about Nketiah earlier? Sorry? So, Nketiah? Yeah, what I was going to say was um, if we do think it's right to sell Lacazette, what about it has a deep line centre forward like Lacazette has been playing? Pepe, yeah. you play in that position. Yeah. They have yeah, said Pepe that. could. Pepe and Pepe and, and um, Pepe and Willian could quite easily just just rotate and, and swap positions, and it'll be a that nightmare be for quite, defenders. That would be, be a nightmare for defenders to... because they can't afford to to jump in on Pepe like they do when he plays wide. They give away a free mm. kick, big deal on the wing. He's playing just outside the area. They don't want to give away free kicks against us. And, and do you know what about Eddie as well? He is an Arteta type of player, hundred percent, because he does what he's told. Yeah. He's such a hard worker as well, uh, with regards to the closing down. He, he he is so coachable, and that's why Arteta loves him. And you can tell that a million miles away that he's got a lot of faith in the guy. And also, um, Ian Wright's been coaching him and taking him under his wing for the last two or three years, and uh, he, he could. The exact type of the striker that he is. I know that you said that um, earlier, Albert. What kind yeah, yeah. of guy is he? He's, yeah. he's, he's a penalty box striker. He's just finisher, yeah. born finisher, yeah. but he's a really hard worker as well. And the way that Arteta wants us to press from the front, he he will do that for 90 minutes, no problem. He's got all the energy and enthusiasm. And he's desperate to succeed for Arsenal. And that's why I've got a lot of faith in the guy. Yeah, you see, you said, I was popping on from, sorry, Richard, um, what Andrew's talking about, Arteta. You know what it is with Mikel Arteta? Um, and I think people are very, very aware how good this, the potentially and how good this guy is. Because if you just, all you have to do is talk to rival football fans. 
they're not stupid. They know deep down whether they're shitting it or they 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 know. You can I I feel it with the mates that I know that support other football clubs. They know deep down they can't do the whole Wenger thing and we want Wenger to stay and all that. No, that them times have gone now and they can see it now when they're a bit. They might not admit it to you guys or like your people you know who support other clubs, but. They know, mate. They're thinking, you know what? This guy's ser- this guy's serious. He's not. He's not one to be messed around with. And they, they know it, mate. They know it. And it, like I said, it's a couple of signings just to back this guy, man. Seriously, yeah, hundred percent. We'll lose him otherwise. And yeah. uh, what I'm what I'm wondering is, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet uh, the Ornicle after after this show. <laughs> you, you know, he, obviously with um, he, he's got this new title because he's he, he's. He's not been the coach since he's been here. They they they, yeah. they notice very quickly that he's uh, he's got so much more to offer the club. So yeah. he's the t- team manager now. I'm one. I I hope, and I don't know whether this is the case, but I hope that with that he got a new contract, uh, and hopefully they extended it at the same time, because seriously, yeah, uh, man, Pep Guardiola is not going to be at Man City for much longer. No. I, I can tell it tell you that now. I think he might be off to. Um, New York City, you know, because the the City Group, I, I reckon he might be off there personally, but they will be after Arteta. No problem, no no worries about that at all, you know. Yeah, and even I, I, even a, yeah. even a club like Barcelona might be after him because he's he's already been noticed around Europe. No no question. So I just hope that when he got this new job uh, title and now yeah. I hope he got a new contract at the same time and it's the time down for even longer. But I, I don't know that. Yeah, he can never ever leave the club ever. Just put that in, so he, he's got no choice. Basically, we just padlock him to the gate, so he can't leave. Cause yeah, because Rich, Rich, I said to you on another. Um, I think it's on Ryan Sean Ryan's podcast show. I said to you, um, I think I can't remember what game it was after I was talking, and I said that. Don't be surprised because these this guy is an articulate, intelligent guy. He's not stupid. Don't be surprised if you turn on your phone one day and you see something from BT Sport or Sky Sport flashed up saying that Arteta's left because you need to back this guy for as he will, he will walk. And I said that towards the end of last season. Andrew, you're right. Spot on. Now, now we've got more time in the job. He's still relatively new, but, you know, people are watching this guy and they're thinking, you know what? Like you said, Guardiola's not going to be around forever. There will be a jobs available. There's always jobs available for managers. Football works like that, but... Yeah, spot on. 100%. Yeah. Man City are—you can tell—they're already gutted that they've lost him, and, yeah. and they've, they've not been quite the same team since he left. No, no, no. so I think they'll be straight in for him as soon as uh, Pep. Mm. I won't be surprised if they're already trying to tap him up. But one thing that I am confident about is that oh, everything that he hard, says man. about. Well, this is what I mean. I'm just going to say. One thing I'm confident about is that he is straight up. He tells the truth. Even uh, even Nabamiang said that in this video with uh, with Ian Wright and and that when he uh, was talking about that. He is straight up. He is honest, and he I, I, t- I firmly believe that he's absolutely in love with Arsenal, and he he will do everything he can to take us back to the very pinnacle of European football. And I don't think he would just walk out, but. We never, de- never. we definitely we definitely need to back his a- we need to back his ambition. Yeah, of course we do. Well, you've got to think this guy watched us play a week before he signed for us. We were useless game man, City. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You you think yeah. the guy's got something in his soul about us? 
Because mm. otherwise, why on earth would anyone want to manage the Arsenal as it was? Yeah, it was, yeah. it was hopeless. Yeah, it says on your and says on your thing the only way is Arsenal. The only way was up from there, though, wasn't it? So any manager coming with all, all I can do is improve them because they're that bad. And yeah. you know, maybe I mean I think he is an Arsenal man, though, isn't he? And he, he dreamed of having mm. the Arsenal. He said it, didn't he? So I think he came to Arsenal because he, he wants to be manager of Arsenal and that's that's what it comes down to. And as long as the club back with what he wants, I think he'll stay for as long as he needs to stay to get us where he wants to take us, which is winning the big trophies again, isn't it? Getting us back in the Champions League, first of all, winning the Premier League and then going on to win the Champions League. That's his ambition for Arsenal. And I can see him, if the club back him, I can see us doing that. You know, because that is, he's got the ability. That is, that is when so he was a... Sorry, so much more important, Richard, than us giving him another contract. Yeah. Because if he doesn't want to be here, he won't be here. Yeah. No. Right. And if another club comes knocking, they'll come knocking, and that'll be it. If you give him what he wants, yeah, and and he's got his heart in this club, which I believe he has, then I don't think you have to give him another contract. Not to save money, just to make the point. Yeah. We give him the respect. I would. Yeah. Show him the respect. Yeah. Give him what he wants. Let him go with it, and I think you won't have to give him another contract to time down. Because sometimes you give these managers, not him, you sometimes give these managers and players fantastic contracts. Look what happens. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. You've got to protect... This, this guy is the most important thing about Arsenal at the moment, in my yeah. mind. Arteta. So uh, when, uh, I read um, an interview when he actually signed for Arsenal from Everton. He said that even when he was at... Um, you know, a young guy at La Masia at Barcelona. He he actually when he knew it wasn't going to actually make it at Barcelona. The the club he wanted to come to at that point was Arsenal because they they you know the most closely resembled team in playing style and philosophy. The as Barcelona, and he's he, he couldn't come straight to Arsenal for one reason or another. But he wanted to get over to the UK. And his whole plan all along when he left Barcelona was to one day eventually get to Arsenal. And that was, this is going back to obviously when he was a player. So I do firmly believe he loves the club and, um, uh, he will do anything, you know, to, to make it successful again. But at the end of the day, money talks. And, yeah. and if he is, he said to Willian that, about this three-year plan to win the Champions League, which has convinced Willian to come over. I don't, that's not bullshit or anything. That, that, he believes that. that he, he is an elite guy with an elite mentality. Yeah. That is what he wants to achieve. But if it gets to um, maybe even next summer and we haven't, we still haven't got the players that he wants that can take us to that next level, he's still only human and he could, be, he could quite easily be tempted away. Um, with someone that will back his his ambition, no matter how much he loves the club, it's a modern day football society we live in. And uh, is there such a thing as as long term loyalty anymore? Really, uh, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. No. But I believe what he says. I believe what he says now. But if we don't, um, you know, like I say, if we don't sort of match his ambition personally as, as a club, then it's going to be a different story. Yeah, I mean, no. people are laughing that he said he wants to the champ. We can win the Champions League in three years. They're laughing. I would have laughed at him when he might have said we could win the FA Cup this season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was the chance of that, right? Yeah. Well, before yeah. the start, of the, before the start of the season, before the start of the season, we was um, was it forty to one to win? Forty to one to win the Premier League. 
We beat Fulham. It's I, down to twenty-five to one. I thought it's, I, there was two hundred to one. I saw uh, yeah, at one point. I'm, 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 I'm absolutely, I'm, I'm absolutely gutted that I didn't put a figure on that. But there, there was a when, when uh, that Willian story broke out about you know this three-year plan to win the Champions League. There was. Um, I don't know. I can't remember the fan of another club just mocking it and saying, "Oh, you know, making a joke." And I said, um, "I started. I couldn't help myself. I started. Well, this is the this is the difference between having an elite mentality and just being a normal um, footballer or whatever, normal coach. You have to have that elite mentality and say, I want to go into every single match, every single competition I go into. You have to go into it to win." Yeah. And it's the only way to, to, to actually achieve your goals and to uh, to get better all the time. Do you think Roger Federer in his prime, do you think he went into every tournament thinking he was going to win it? Of course he did, because he's, he's absolutely at the top of his game. He's an elite guy. And I think when Arteta has got this elite mentality and he firmly believes what he's saying. And, yeah. uh, you know, he would do he would do everything he can. <laughs> I remember that when he was... Um, uh, he was living alone, I think, when he first moved down here, and he had all. He just let his, his walls were plastered with like uh, cuttings and and uh, diagrams and tactics and all this sort of stuff. And I said, "Well, he's got like <laughs> he's got like this obsessive disorder where he's like a serial killer, you know, where he's got all like pictures of all his victims all over the wall and all that sort of stuff because he's like, so single-minded." But yeah, he is totally devoted to achieving greatness. This is the guy's mentality, and that's what I love about him. But yeah. and it's, it, everything he said about to William, I firmly believe that that is what he believes that we can do achieve to win the Champions League in three years' time. Uh, so, if we can get this our uh, party, I, I don't, I've got no doubts that we might not win it. But I think we'll be give it a damn good go this year already. You know, if uh, if we can get those two, it'd be transformational. But yeah, isn't that, it? I mean. Sorry, Richard, isn't it important for me? It's not nearly as important, but nearly there. That we're all behind the team, we're all behind the players, we're all behind the club. And if we don't win the league, which I don't think we will, but we might do, but if we don't, it to me, it, I'm so happy about the way the club's going, momentum wise. Mm. That it, I, I've, I've supported Arsenal for just a couple of years, and there's been times <laughs> where we've been absolutely. No, once once you come to November, we know we're not going to win the league. And yet, I love going to every game. It's not all. It's listen. We all love to win, but sometimes you've got to put a sprinkle of something else on it. And that's what we've got at the moment. We've got a sprinkle of magic, and it's really good feel factor about this club, which I haven't felt personally about ten or fifteen years. No, I feel like a kid again. Uh, to be perfectly honest, like uh, uh, at the beginning of this season, I, I can't remember a season where I felt more excited about how we are progressing uh, since I was a little kid you know and um, the other, uh, you know going through the, uh, the 89 team after because I've been a, like I say I, I was all the way through the 80s and we would we were dog shit in the 80s we were awful you that know, was a good day yeah <laughs> I know exactly and uh, when it got to the uh, 89 and I was like uh, I was sort of six, six, about 16 years 15 16 years old uh, I was really excited then about all the homegrown players coming through. And that when we, we were showing that we were actually challenging for the title, I, I was on cloud nine. I was really excited. And then 
the only other feeling I had since then was like when Wenger took over and we started seeing the, how we were starting to develop and play. Again, absolutely over the moon. I never thought I'd see Arsenal play football like that. And it, we were awesome, you know, to watch. But since then, since like the early 2000s, it, you know, we, we've been very, very up and down, haven't we? And uh, I've never, uh, this season, I feel more excited than I've done in, in the last couple of decades because of, I can just see what I can just see what's happening behind the scenes and the changes that he's making, and well, like I say, all the back the backroom staff and all that sort of stuff. It's just fan, it's just brilliant. We're on, we're on the up now. You think we've been on the way down probably for fifteen years, slowly, yeah. slowly going down and down and down, and that's been where we've been going. And now, a bit like the COVID cases, we're on the way up again, and it, it's that kind of that travel journey that we're on and that's why we're excited because we can see now that we're actually going to be moving forward as to where we've been for the last 10 years and that's exciting mm. isn't it because we, we've had to watch us drop down from the invincible team slowly 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 getting sort of, you know further and further away from where we want to be and now we can see the light there that we are actually heading back in that direction and it's not going to happen overnight I mean you know no. I, I agree if we get them two players we could win the league this year I don't I think it's going to be a lot more of a tighter league but even if we don't it doesn't matter because we can see that we're going in the right direction and even we know now I certainly feel as well I know you guys do you know the next three or four seasons are going to be a lot better than the last three or four yeah we we just want to be a challenger again don't we we just want to be really challenging and going into games really feeling that we can win we want coming back on the way up that's that's, that's what it's all about for me yeah we want teams to fear us again And also, the last four or five years, we've been the butt of a lot of jokes. I've never known that before. We were like people making up jokes about us. And the problem was, I don't mean this as a joke, we had no defence. What they were saying was probably true. And and you to to sit there think, you know what, I'd like to get back at these, but what am I going to say? There's nothing to say. And even when when it must be horrible, for for, I haven't been awake uh, for a long, long time. But listening to people when they come out the ground away when we've been slaughtered by a lower team saying we want Venka to stay, things like that. That was heartbreaking. Absolutely yeah. heartbreaking. And yeah. that is where we got to. If I was a director of Arsenal at that time, I used to hear that, I'd have said, Hold on, that's enough now. I don't forget about the home fans jeering. This is even worse, in my opinion. The away supporters of a very low club taking the Mickey. That is something that the Arsenal shouldn't have done to them. Yeah. No, we're one of the oh, best teams in the world. We used to win a lot of games in the tunnel before we even set foot on the pitch because teams were scared of of of, uh, of playing us. And I wanted us to get back to that sort of situation where we are one of the best teams and teams fear. You know, it's like us over the last few seasons. Whenever we've played Liverpool or Man City, we 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 know that we're going to lose uh, already, don't we? We say, oh, "I've got Man City next week." Oh. Who we got after that? We might get a win there. We 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 conceded defeat before the the match. So I want other teams to feel like that when they come to Arsenal. I want I want all our opponents to think, oh, we've got Arsenal next week, but you know we ain't going to get nothing there. That's what we should. Every team should feel like that about that's playing Arsenal. Days are, coming, days are coming. You know, in the next year or two, that's that's where we'll yeah. be. Mm. That's, that's what's exciting for me. You know, this, this season's almost like a free hit, isn't it? Because we're going to be better than last year. We're going to be better than the year before. I don't think there's any doubt about that. 
And if, if we finish top four, if we win the league or if we do something brilliant, fantastic. But if we don't, it doesn't matter because we know next season is going to be even better. The season after that is going to potentially be even better than that. And, you know, it won't take us long until we are certainly temporarily because everything only lasts for a short period of time. But we're back where we want us to be, where we've been sort of, you know, where we've dropped down from, really. And we're just on our way back. And that, to me, that's that's what I like about it. And of course, with Aubameyang signing his contract as well, he's going to be a big part of that growth, isn't he, as we move forward, helping the club move forward. I think it was important that we signed him on this deal. And I don't care how much money he's getting. I would give him everything that we've possibly got because he's that important for us to keep him. If we'd lost him now, everything that we've been trying to build, our tech building his team around him, would have been well, thrown out of the window. So it was massively important. So that, that was probably the best signing that we could make this summer anyway. And now we're in a great position. We've got him for three years at least, which is going to be, you know, three years. You're looking at, what, 100 goals probably from him over the next three years, roughly, mm. maybe more even, you know. And we can now build, Arteta can now build it, that team he wants. Around, you know, the around, best thing about the, the best uh, thing about the Abamigan ring signing as well, when you actually listen to his chat with Ian Wright and everything, and he said the, the reason he signed was Arteta. And it was during the lockdown and, um, he was, you know, supposed to be doing their homework and all that, which is, is fantastic as well, by the way. But he said, um, uh, at that point when he had that conversation and he persuaded him, uh, Arteta had only been with the club for three months. Yeah. If you, if you remember that part of the conversation, he had with Ian Wright, three months yeah. and he made that different. That is, that says it all about the, the quality of the man. The quality of uh, uh, Arteta. And the say, f- Aubameyang would have, would have left. There's no doubt. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. 100%. And he turned, out, he turned it around in three months after looking like relegation candidates, uh, which we were. At that, but, you know, we were only going, which we, we couldn't buy a win, could we? And in three months, he had persuaded a player, one of the best strikers in world football, that his future still lies at Arsenal. And that's incredible. Yeah, um, that's to me that that's the best news we've had all summer. That that he saw. I mean, we we kind of knew it was going to happen, but to actually have it confirmed and say to hear the interview as well, it's great to un- get an understanding as to why he signed it. He hasn't just signed it for the money. Yes, I'm not saying that's not important, but he signed it because he wants to be part of this. He wants to make a legacy at the club, and he wants to be part of this new kind of thing with Arteta, and that's great to hear, isn't it? And hopefully, yeah. Arteta- Persuade a few other players to come and join us as well. I mean, you know, all the players are happy. You can see all the players are happy, aren't they? And also, what, what people don't mention, and we've had a big dig at them over the years, but the, the owners have had to put the money up. You know, he, he doesn't yeah. just tick a box. They've actually physically got to go. You know what? We're backing you. We're going to give you. We're going to back the manager. You want to keep? Yeah. It's going to cost us a lot more, but we're going to back him financially. It may not. May not be a lot of sense, but well, we know where you're coming from. How important this guy is. We're going to push the boat out, and they have done. So people keep knocking, and they should have been knocked. I'm not getting. Don't get me wrong. The owners should have been knocked, but at the moment they're doing the right things, and so yeah, absolutely. Uh, right. Since they since they took over 100, percent they've actually done a good job. I think they've got a lot of bad press, but since they got the full ownership, which wasn't that long ago, they, they, they have done a lot of good stuff, and. What would they need to do now? Because if we can't, if we can't get these players out of the club, all these players we know we need to sell. Yeah, Mustafi, Kalasinac, um, 
Socrates, etc., etc. If we can't get, haven't got enough time to get rid of them in the window, we it's so important. Uh, if they can just say right, we like uh, Stan Kroenke said right. Well, you can have the hundred million to go and buy these two players, but I want every single penny back you, once you sold these players because we could do it in January or whatever. Uh, we, and we need that money back. We need to make some sales. We know that. So if we, you will sell those players or sell some players, if not those ones, someone else, but want that hundred million back. But here it is up front, so you can go and get them. I, even that, I wouldn't mind. I would not mind that because that would at least show that. Because yeah, the Swiss Ramble put out uh, another thread right. the other yeah. day, and. Yeah. Stan Kroenke still hasn't put a single penny into the club. Oh, five years in it, yeah, over five years. Yeah, not one penny. But I, I still can't knock them. Apart from because they're, they're, they're making the changes now, like um, that Tim Lewis guy. There's another great appointment to the board because he's going to keep a close eye on everything that we're doing. Getting rid of Raúl, I, I was so overwhelmed that came out of the blue, and uh, you know I, I've been banging on about Raúl being the worst thing at the club for ages. And I was, I, I was absolutely delighted when that happened. Uh, but they're, they're starting to actually, because the, their biggest problem was not keeping a close eye on what was going on in the club. They, they were just letting things go and, and letting Raul just run riot and sit back with his feet up, smoking a big fat cigar and pocketing loads of money out of the club without doing bugger all. But uh, finally, they've got, they guess they're getting the house in order. And we, we look like we, we, we're We've got a good setup now, but if they could, if we can't sell these players in order to raise the funds for those two players that we need, it would just be nice if they could just say, right, here it is up front, and I, I want it back as soon as you can get the, the some player sales to, to to give me the money back. That, that'd be well, great. let me just set up a GoFundMe page and just do it ourselves. Right. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll tell you what. We could probably raise the money, you know, if we put a GoFundMe page on on social media. There's so many Arsenal fans around the world that probably donate to it. We could probably raise the money to buy both of them players and and have enough for a pint of beer afterwards. Yeah, I know it's a good idea. It's a good idea. If not, uh, if we don't, if we don't, if we don't quite make it, then we'll just split the money between us. Yeah, Yeah. I'm I'm very happy with that. Yeah, go on. We can go on holiday. Oh, well, we can't go on holiday, can we? We're not, we can't. <laughs> <laughs> Have one big fuck, one big house party. Yeah, we just have to stay at home on our own. That's yeah. all we would have to do. Um, just sort of moving on. I mean, going on to this, this weekend coming up. I mean, there's there's um there's a few potentially good games. Just do yep. a few quick predictions. Just um on a few of the games we did it last week as well. We start with Man United's first game at home to Crystal Palace. What do we think about that, Melvin? What's your prediction for that Man United Crystal Palace? Only I think they only get one penalty, United. <laughs> in each half. One in each half. Yeah, well, uh, I think United are a game. <laughs> You've got to fancy United and win 3 0. I fancy 3 0. 3 0, okay. Uh, Albert, what about yourself for that one? Yeah, uh, Melvin, yeah, same here, mate. I've gone from Man United to 3 0. I can't see Palace scoring. They, 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 the problem with Palace, you can't score goals. No. No. And they're not score. So, yeah, 3 0 to Man United. Albert, Albert, great minds think alike. Don't forget that, all right? It's a clean sweep. I, I was exactly feel the same. Yeah. Three nil. Three yeah. nil as well. Okay, fair enough. Then I actually don't think Man United are that good. I think they'll win. I think it might be one nil. Actually, I think they might scrape it with a penalty, probably. 
yeah, be a bit closer. I don't think Palace are a bad side. They just can't score goals, can they? They did win no, that no. season as well, I think, didn't they? Mm. So, um, I don't think it'll be an easy as easy as that. I think Man will probably just win. Um, yeah, probably one 0 with a penalty. Uh, the next game if we look at it should be a it should be a good game. Southampton against Tottenham. Neither team have got a point in the league after their first game, um, and of course Southampton got knocked out of their uh, league cup as well the other night on penalty. Yeah. So. Um, this could be an interesting game. What do you think about that one, Melvin? Southampton Spurs? 1-0. Oh, 1-0. Yeah. That seems pretty reasonable. How about yourself for that one? You know what? If it wasn't for the recent events of transfer activity, Tottenham might get a little bit of a boost. I actually would have gone for Southampton, but I've actually gone for Spurs to win 2-1. Ooh. Spurs disappointed win. in you, Albert. Disappointed yeah. in you. Yeah. Not, good. It's not good, is it? For this first win. Surely you're not going to do the same, Andrew, are you? Surely not. 6-0 Southampton. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, Southampton, actually, they lost last week to Paris, but I thought they played quite well. I, I can yeah. see them beating Spurs. I, I mean, Spurs scraped through that um, Europa League side tonight, didn't they? Yeah. They had nine men. So, I think Southampton will win, actually. I'm, I'm the only one who thinks, apart from obviously Andrew, I, I think Southampton will win maybe maybe one or two nil, actually. Um, cause... I think Southampton are a very, very good team with a very good yeah. manager, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They started the, the bad start, obviously, like, uh, last weekend, but I think yeah. they are... I think they're, they're definitely dark horses. For t- well, I definitely think they should be top ten, but that manager is a, is a really really good manager. I think yeah, like, he got yeah. them he got them playing brilliantly last at the end of last season. Yeah, uh, to come back from from that nine 0 defeat yeah. that shows a, yeah. a hell of a lot of character. That does yeah. really yeah. really good. And they, they play some good stuff. Yeah, I, I quite like watching Southampton actually. I think they play good football. And um, they got the, one of the best kits in the league. I love their kit. They have, yeah. Oh, have a look at it. It's a gorgeous kit. Prop- yeah, so really, really nice. I'll be definitely backing them again on Saturday. So I think Danny Ings will get a goal against Tottenham. So yeah, be- you better get one. He's in, my, he's in my dream team. Yeah, he's in mine as well. So, uh, <laughs> Go on, Ings. I hope he gets a hat-trick. That'd be nice. Um, right, the next game is probably the biggest game of the weekend, everyone. It's Chelsea against Liverpool. Um, you know, a, big, a massive early, early season game, isn't it? At Stamford Bridge, that one is. What do you think of that one, Melvin? That looks like it's going to be a difficult one to call, actually. It is. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go um, 2-0 to Liverpool. Oh, OK. I know we're thinking that Liverpool haven't clicked yet and they haven't had a good second half of the season by their standards. But I think this is this is where they step up. I think they're going to win 2-0. And I don't think Liverpool, Chelsea, as good as they are, I don't rate their defence. I think Liverpool got a couple of goals in them. Okay, well, fair enough. Yeah, that's a possibility. Albert, what, what, what do you think on that one, Chelsea Liverpool? I've actually gone for Chelsea to sneak it 2 1. Oh. I said to you before, because when Chelsea were linked with Lewis Dunk about a couple of weeks ago, and if that was true, I actually thought that would have been their smartest piece of business, actually, because mm. he's a very, very underrated, a very, very good defender, despite yeah, yeah. what the fan base thinks. But I think he's a good defender. But, um, yeah, I think Chelsea might sneak it 2-1. Right, OK, yeah. That's, that seems very good. Well. Andrew, what about you for that one? It's going to be goals. Yeah, It's going to be goals. I There's absolutely no way on earth that Chelsea are going to... I mean, their defence is absolutely shocking. Um, I see them scoring a couple. I, I see Liverpool will win 4-2. Oh, 
Wow. Wow. Because Andrew said that, because Andrew said that, I'm actually going to put a fire aside and go to the bookies. That's a good why not? Yeah, that's a mad one, isn't it? I mean, 13 I goals in their first two games in the matches. They've got 13 goals. They've got. I said this last. I said this last week about Chelsea. They're going to win games because they've got some incredible quality on the pitch now. But they'll do that despite Frank Lampard. Frank Lampard, for me. He's not the guy to, to manage a team of stars like that and, and get the best out of them. I just don't see it. But they will continue to do well because of the quality of the players. But their defence is, is is shocking. I cannot believe that they're letting that Tomori go. And, you know, he's far better than what they've got, you know, and they're letting him go. And they just can't defend. So I think they're going to let him too, far too many goals. And I can see... Uh, I can see them scoring a couple though as well, so I, I can't see anything other than something similar to to that four two. I'm actually I'm going to agree with Chelsea. Sorry, Go I'm agree with and going two two. I think that's Liverpool. Uh, Chelsea Liverpool will be two two. I think as well. Just I just think that seems. I think a draw, and I think there'll be goals <laughs> as Andrew says. I think both teams have got goals in them, and at the moment both teams can't defend. So. I think a 2-2 two, two draw seems like a good shout for that one, so I'm going to go with that. Um, although I actually like Chelsea to win, if I'm honest, just because... Yeah, uh, you make a good point about Chelsea, though. Um, I mentioned it. Um, they got Champions League football last season, but they conceded 54 goals. Yeah. That's madness. Yeah. I know. And, and bringing in Thiago is... Uh, he was a... One of the best defend. He was one of the best defenders <laughs> in the world, obviously, but that was about I mean, 10 years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean... He's going to have a shot coming into the. He's, he's a quality. He's a, still a quality player, but it, I mean the pace of the Premier League is twice that of the, yeah. of the you know Liga. Uh, I can't. I can yeah. see him struggling, unfortunately. Yeah. So, uh, that Frank, yeah. Um, right, the last game that we all have a prediction on. Um, actually, I think this is going to be a really good game. Actually, to watch Wolves against yeah. Manchester City. Manchester City's first game, obviously, they didn't play last weekend. So, Melvin, what are your predictions for Wolves against Man City? Wolves, I, th- I think Man City will win 2-1. They're a good team, Wolves, but I just think City might have too much for them. OK, yeah, that's, that's reasonable. Uh, what about yourself for that one, Wolves-Man City? I'm going to go for... I love Jimenez, by the way. Uh, top, top, top. Yeah, quality, quality. Quality. Inside the box, outside the box. Um, I'm going to go for a score draw, 2-2. Two, two. Oh, a Desmond. Some more yep. goals at Desmond. Yep. Well, it's going to be a good weekend, but look at it. Andrew, <laughs> what do you think about 6-4 or something? This is, a, no, this is actually quite a tough one, you know. Um, Very tough. I'm really, I'm really, really torn, actually, because Wolves are a, a really good quality team. And uh, yeah. like I say... Jimenez is a great player. I, I just, if he wasn't twenty nine, yeah, uh, I, I, he'd be, you know, uh, I don't know what. Well, I'd, I'd have my arsenal hundred percent. Yeah, it's, it's just a bit too. Uh, people were talking yeah. about sixty million, about twenty nine. No yeah. chance. Uh, I think a Manchester City have literally got to win. Um, they have got to win because they cannot afford to, to even at this stage of the season, drop behind Liverpool 
But I, I can still see, like last season, when when Wolves just done Man City 2-0. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, do you know what? I think I actually agree with you, Albert. I think it might be a, I think there might be a draw. I think, yeah. I, and, and I think all the headlines will be already that Liverpool are of champions and it'd be stupid after the first game of the season <laughs> because they've, because they initially dropped points. Yeah. But I think the pressure is, the pressure is on Man City a lot. So, actually, no, I'm going to change your mind. I'm going to go for 2-1 Man City. I think they might just squeeze it, but it's going to be tight. 2-1 Man City. Okay. I mean, Wolves actually did the double over Man City last season. They did, they they did, did. yeah. Um, did and I think they, they've got a number on them. Plus, this season as well, without being in Europe, I think being in the Europa League last year, all them games that kind of hampered Wolves a little bit. Yeah. This year, they haven't got that. So, I actually think Wolves are going to have a really good season. They're going to be one of the teams to watch. And I actually think they'll beat Man City. I think the fact that they've played a couple of games already, Wolves, with the League Cup as well, I actually think that they're going to be a lot more sharper and ready to, ready for it more than Man City maybe are going to be a little bit behind because having not played, I think Wolves will win. I think Wolves will win 2-1. And I think Jimenez will score because he's in my fantasy team as well. So I'm- Man, Man City, though, um, Man City though, that is, it's very, very valuable to have had this extra week on the training pitch as well. I think that... I don't think you can be a competitive game. Wolves have had competitive football, and I think that's far more important than an extra week of training. And I, I think Wolves are a lot sharper and ready for match action, as it were, as opposed to just, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, for, in, in a sense, it's unfortunate for two Manchester clubs. They didn't kick off the same week because I do feel as though they're going to have a catching up to do. And I think they're going to, they're not going to be as ready, I think, as the teams that they're playing who have already had a couple of games. And I, I think that. For that reason, I think Wolves will win. Plus, they do seem to have a number on Man City, don't they, from last season. And, you know, they couldn't deal with Troyore, could they, Man City last year in both games. Um, yeah. So, I think Troyore's in your fantasy team as well. So, if he wants to bang a couple of goals in again... Yeah, it, it, just, yeah. just because they're in your fantasy team, it doesn't actually mean that they're always going to win, though, mate. I, no, no, know, I, it, I need them to, because I had a bit of a poor week. I, I, <laughs> I, I, so, I need them to make up for this week. Otherwise, they're getting dropped and binned off and sold. So. I, I think that I, the fact that they did the double over Man City last season, though, as well, it's just that extra little bit of incentive for Man City to win. But I think that having that extra week, when we, don't forget, like we normally have three months off in the summer to actually work on things in, on the training ground. And, that. and I think that extra week would have done the world a good. I wish, you know, I, I bet Mikel Arteta wishes you could have had that extra week with the players on the training pitch. And I think they're going to be so pumped up, Man City, that they're so determined to win it this year, this year and win it back from Liverpool. I think it's just, just going to push them over. But I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Wolves did win because I do really rate them as well. But I, I think Man City might just edge it just because of that determination to get revenge and uh, and start the season well. Okay, well we'll see. Right, finally, then if we obviously um, there's an even bigger game than all of those put together on Saturday yeah. evening, eight o'clock, and of course we're playing the uh, the once mighty hammers that aren't so mighty anymore. <laughs> so um, what what are what are we thinking about that, then, Melvin? What's your record on this one? Arsenal-West Ham. I'm going for a 3-0 win, mate. 3-0. Three, three I just yeah, think we've got, again, too much from Too much from Yeah, that, that seems fairly reasonable. Albert, what about you on that one? What do you think we'll do? I've gone for an Arsenal 3-1 win. 3-1. Yeah. 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 Andrew, are you sticking with what you said at the beginning? Was it 4-1 or something you said? 4-0. 4-0? 4-0, yeah. 
Well, you, you, said three, you, got, you said three not Fulham, didn't you last week? So yeah, I was, I was, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually very tempted to say five, but I, I don't know if we've got the ruthlessness at the moment quite there. But so I'll, I'll stick yeah. for, I'll stick for four. I, w- I wouldn't be even surprised if it's four nil at half time. Wow. Okay. I, well, I, well, I, yeah. I, really bad. <laughs> I do like that. I think, yeah, yeah, I. I I actually, uh, there was this guy at, uh, at work and his, his brother-in-law is a West Ham fan as well. And um, when we were chatting uh, at work, he said, You're, you are easily going to get a, a minimum of four goals against us at the weekend. We are that bad. That was a West Ham fan. So, I, I, yeah, I, I can't see anything. I think we're going to have a really good win at the weekend. And go into the Liverpool game properly yes. on a high. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I obviously think we'll win. I think it would be a massive shock if we don't beat West Ham, wouldn't it? It would be. Uh, both since the start of the season. I mean, I don't think it's going to be quite as easy as a 5-4 or 5-0. I do think West Ham will score. I think they've got potentially some dangerous players, haven't they? Antonio, Philippe Anderson, a few others who can cause us problems. I think they'll score, but I think we'll win probably 3-1. Um, I kind of agree with Albert there. I think maybe three one could be four one maybe. But I'm going for three one just because I, I just I don't know. I, I'm not sure. It's, we we haven't we haven't really we, we don't under our test, especially at home games when teams are going to sit back, which West Ham will. We, we've struggled, haven't we? The, the, yeah. the, the, the only home win that we had a comfortable home win under our test really was the Norwich game, and of course Norwich were already pretty much down by then, and they just opened up, didn't they? This is early in the season. West Ham need to be tighter. Than they were last week. They need to try and get a result really to bounce back. So I don't think they're going to be open. I think we're going to have to work hard for the goals, and I think it's going to be hard to score. But I think we've got too much quality for him in the end. Plus, as well, it's David Moyes never beaten Arsenal it, ever in his managerial career ever. He's never ever beaten us. So let's hope. It, it's not specifically though not. a lack of quality. It's not specifically a lack of quality with West Ham. They've got some good players, but the morale is literally yeah. on the oh, floor. It's non-existent. Yeah. No, they, but, I, and, but even the, the players, even the players are backlashing against the club, and bloody David Moyes being told he's going to be sacked, and all this sort of stuff. That, that's that's the problem. They've they've got no, they've got no impetus to go out there and fight for the for the badge at the moment. I just I just think they're they're in disarray, and that's the problem. I think yeah, no, well. it is. Sometimes clubs do produce something when when they're up against yeah. it, don't they? Backs against the wall. And they have got enough quality players to cause us some problems in the game. I do think we'll win, but I just don't... I, I'll be surprised if it's that comfortable. I'd like it to be, because if we're falling up at half-time, we can, you know, have a cup of tea and sit back and relax in the second <laughs> half. That'd be great. Like last week was a little bit like that when we got the second goal. Mm. But, you know, I'll, I'll take a scrappy 1-0 like we did just before lockdown will do. As long as we yeah. win, we need to keep the momentum going. If we go into Liverpool game with two wins... Especially if they've got a very tough game away at Chelsea, you know, they, yeah, you know, they might win it, but they might not. And if, if we're ahead of them going into that game last year, we went to Anfield, we were the only two teams with two wins out of two. Um, but this year, we could potentially go in there with a lead on them. You never know. If Chelsea can get a result against them, that would be good, wouldn't it? So, um, oh, yeah, but yeah, I, mean, I, think, I think we'll win, but I, I mean, I'd like it to be 5 or 6 nil, but I just don't think it will be. <laughs> It'll be a bit closer than that, and I think, you know, we're well, going to have to work out for the goal. You'll have to give me a nickname if it comes off, you know, like a, not Mystic Meg, but something along those lines. Well, yeah, <laughs> after me. Four, that'd be two in a row you've got there, that'd be unbelievable, yeah. 
the thing is, are you tempted if you I don't know if you guys have got a Bamyang in your team? Are you are you tempted early in this season to use your triple captain? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I mean, just signed in his new contract as well. It could be yeah. his first hat trick. Well, apart from the one in Europe, his first Premier League hat trick. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, he's in my team and he's my captain, but I don't think I'm triple captain. I did it last year against Burnley, second game of the season. Yeah. He only scored one, and he I think he got booked as well, so it cost me loads of points. <laughs> so um, you know, I'm not going to do it yet. I'm going to wait until we're playing Fulham at home or something. I think he might score. Um, <laughs> Goals against them later in the season. Thanks for that, James. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, yeah, so I mean, that, that's pretty much. I think we pretty much covered everything anyway. So um, obviously, thanks to you guys for for coming on tonight and chatting. It's been it's been a great show. Melvin, where can people find you on social media? Assuming you want them to find you, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, just it's just Melvin Marks. The only way just on that only on Twitter and Facebook under Melvin Marks, but on Twitter that is what it is. Right, okay. Just put old, put old sod and you probably get me as well. I've <laughs> already found you ages ago, mate. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for coming on. Well, it's been, been, a, it's been a pleasure chatting to you as always. Um, Thank you very uh, much. How, where can people find you on uh, on social media? Obviously on YouTube as well. Yeah, firstly, thanks Rich, for having me on, mate. It's been a pleasure. I'd find it to meet Melvs and to talk with Andrew as well, mate. Knowledgeable gooners. Yeah, you can find me on Albert JTV. Um, talk about Arsenal topics. Football-related issues as well, past and present. Check out the content and my Twitter handles on the page as well. Yeah, brilliant! It's a great channel as well. Um, cheers, I mate. I saw your show this afternoon. Actually, that was really good. Actually, I enjoyed that. Yeah, was, cheers, I, mate. Cheers. I, I at the time, but I was watching it. I couldn't get. I couldn't get on make any comments. On it. <laughs> um, uh, finally, Andrew again. You know, thanks for coming on again. Uh, it's been a, it's been a pleasure. You're very welcome. Welcome, people. Find, find you on the, obviously on YouTube as well and social media. Yeah, well, when I'm not asleep, I'd normally have a, a you <laughs> normally have a show every week <laughs> on uh, from Dial Square to where. Um, yeah, uh, anyone watching this? Anyone watching this that was uh, you know lining up to watch me yesterday? I do sincerely apologise. It won't happen again. I have to take some Pro Plus or some Speed or something next time. But um, yeah, and, uh, on Twitter it's at from Dial Square. But yeah, Albert, you're a great channel. You're doing a great job there, mate. I really enjoy that as well. So, thank you, and obviously mate. yourself, Richard. And I really uh, enjoy coming on. It's a great show tonight. I really enjoy speaking to all of you. No, it's been good. Good, great guys, man. No, oh, I've, I've really enjoyed it as well. It's great to have you all on. It's great to, you know, at the moment it's great chatting about Arsenal because it's nice and positive. And I, you know, I want to try to say I'm calling it a positive Arsenal podcast, and that's how I want it to try and stay. For as long as we can. If we can make Christmas still being positive, that would be good, wouldn't it? You know, that would make it change. I can't remember what, last time. What, what, what the positive in inverted commas? I might have to yeah. start doing yeah. In January. Just put like a little asterisk at the bottom saying <laughs> dependent on results. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if like, we're out of all the cups and we're like mid, mid-table oh, in the league. Right. Maybe yeah, yeah. At the moment, let's enjoy, let's enjoy it while we can because, you know, yeah, we've, we've suffered yeah. enough, haven't we, the last few yeah. years. And I, I think, you know, we went over a lot of stuff tonight, basically saying how, how kind of positive we are feeling about it all, really, with everything that's going on. So I'm sure that we'll remain positive for a while yet anyway, hopefully all the way through with a bit of luck. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, thanks everybody. Well, who's, don't who's fear well. anyone anymore. I don't fear going to Anfield. Uh, I, 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 I've got none, none of that anymore. It's all gone. Um, I, I can think we could beat anyone on our day. So, yeah, brilliant. I agree. I think 
going to and win, but we'll talk about that maybe next week as well. So I say thanks everyone for watching. If, if you like what I'm doing on the channel, please subscribe. Please give this video the thumbs up. Thanks to everyone in the chat as well. Loads of people, James, Winston, obviously Ryan, Russ, um, loads of other people that I can't remember them all now go up. DWTT, D- he's always on quite a lot, isn't he, with, with on Albert's channel as well. Yeah, um, Ryan, let's go on, Ryan what we're doing so thanks to everyone in in the comments there is everything as well watching i hope you've enjoyed it all i say we'll uh i'll be back again over the weekend with the stuff about the game obviously against west ham hopefully um a few goals and stuff to talk about hopefully as many as andrew said it'd be nice um but i'll i'll say i'll take a one nil if it means we win and stay top of the league uh which will be great so so thanks everyone for watching thanks for you guys for joining me and as always before i go say the same thing come on you guys Come on, you got Come on, you got us. Come on. in his first season, becomes the first player to not only captain, but now manage Arsenal to an FA Cup victory. I want to tell you what I talk to the lads about every day. What it means to be part of our family. Be listening, yeah, be listening. A strong family. That's mine. First, there is the non-negotiables. Respect. Humility. Belief. And it's okay to get angry. To raise our voices. As long as it comes from the right place. And even though family can hurt us like nobody else, remember, they are the ones who raise us up. When people come to our house, try to divide us because they know our family and what our shirt means. What else for life? What else for life? Let them know we can't be divided. And it will take all of us together. Because we know where we belong. So when the challenges come, you will tell them. This is family. This is family. This is family. This is family. This is Arsenal.